Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 30th of January 2020, and this is The Gap episode 501, kind of like the Star Wars Legion. Uh, my name is Luke Laurie, Job Gure is here. I am here. Would you agree? 501? 501st Legion, yeah. Yeah. So who, what were you watching? Oh yeah, fucking Mandalorian, right? Mandalorian roped in the 501st Legion in the area to nice. help them fill out bodies for the final two, or the, the split final episode. The f- the big fight yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool that's pretty sick, cool isn't it yeah did they have to bring their own <laughs> their own costumes i think they did i think they actually <laughs> did but because fiber first legion has all those rules about like the accuracy and whatever i think it, like they were fine which is fucking crazy mm. right that's fucking amazing uh yeah that's pretty sick mandalorian started off bad but came good in the end Oh, I think there was like <clears throat> two episodes in there that I didn't like. Yeah. Like sort of, they felt like... One um, two. <laughs> no, one and three, I think. I think it was one and three. And it wasn't there was a couple in there. I, I think the one you're talking about, it's sort of like a setup, like a, a setup episode where not really a lot happens, but it's just introducing new characters and like yeah. the Gina Carano character and all that sort of stuff. Oh, that, that um, episode is a fucking... Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> Except for how much the chick, the villager chick, wants to fuck Mando, she mm. is gushing. She's just fucking splooshing everywhere for him. She's fucking right. horny as fuck. What if he said yes? I'm staying. Would that just to be in the end of the series? End like, of the series. <laughs> three episodes. In the John Favreau's in the background. They're like, "What the fuck? You can't just <laughs> stay. You fuck." Uh yeah. Um. <laughs> Luckily, luckily he didn't stay. That would have been pretty dull. Um, but yeah, it would have been. Yeah. After that episode, it it got good again. Clancy Brown showed yeah. up, and that's that's when you knew everything was going to be okay. Right. Clancy Brown may not exclusively appear in good things. You know, like he's been mm. in some dog shit stuff, but he's always good in. He's always great. Case in point, he's always bringing it. Detroit become human. Um, he was. He was the best thing about that he game. Was the, the best, best act that fucking yeah. game. <laughs> um, actually, most of the acting was pretty good in that game. Uh, the uh, the new the new Matrix film, Matrix Four. Yeah, I think the the title they're going for is filming apparently in San Francisco, and they put like a casting call out for extras. You're going right. You're doing it right. I, <laughs> I can't. I'm out of work. I don't have a work visa yet. So just fucking go. I'm still waiting. Just fucking work for free. Just put your name down <laughs> as fucking Keanu. Maybe you're not like. Maybe they knew this was coming, and they're like, "Oh no, Keanu's next soul vessel is mm. in the city, and we're supposed to be filming here. Delay his work visa so that he cannot run into Keanu by accident. I could be his stunt double though. You could be. His, yeah, that'd be good. You should do it. Yeah. Um. Yes. Anyway, uh, I definitely. It's my you, contribution you fucking, film. TV. When they do the the twins scene, you can be Keanu Swim. That'll work really well. I I mm. fucking I could have been in the fucking original Matrixes with one of the twins, but you know, I was fourteen and fourteen, fifteen, ninety nine, and they would have shot the year before, yeah. so ninety eight. So I would have been fifteen. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, missed out on that. Thanks for nothing. 
He dodged that bullet. <laughs> yeah, me and Will Smith both dodged that bullet. Uh, <laughs> and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt? Yeah, Brad Pitt recently said that he got offered the role and turned it down. Why would he turn it down? It's not like he... I think because he said he didn't get it. Right. But he what, he got 12 Monkeys? Because hmm. I saw the finished fucking product of 12 Monkeys and I, I didn't get it for fucking years. So... <laughs> I had to watch that three times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, oh, Keanu was amazing. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, I see I see you're wearing a Lakers shirt. Uh, some sad news. Obviously, everyone who listens to this podcast knows uh, that we um, we watch quite a bit of basketball. Uh, some of us watch a lot more than, the, than others, but... Um, yeah, uh, this is, uh, this, yeah, fucking Kobe Bryant was uh, killed in a helicopter crash earlier this week. And uh, that was pretty fucking rough. Uh, I, I feel so fucking awful uh, for, for his family. Uh, and, you know, little Gigi was with him as well and all the other people in the helicopter uh, who died. That's fucking terrible. Um, helicopters are fucking dangerous, man. They're... They don't, they don't fuck around. Like they, they're very tricky to fucking handle. And uh, I guess, yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, I just want to point that out. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's obviously very sad. Uh, you were a massive Kobe fan and a Lakers fan for a long time. Mm. I'm, I'm a massive uh, bandwagon fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what'd you, like, you, you told me, you messaged me in the early hours of, I think it was fucking Monday morning, and I wake up, and I'm like, it's like my brain went through, like, fucking, is this some sort of fucking bullshit, is this some sort of joke, why would he joke about this, and then fucking, wait, he's been awake for long enough to have, like, to have hunted this down, and confirmed it, <coughs> so uh, I assume this is real, and, uh, yeah, it was fucking, it was a messed up way to wake up. But uh, I assume it's hmm. an even worse way to just go through your day. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, it was about 11.30 here. I think it was about 11.30. Uh, and I was in... <clears throat> I was in my... I think my wardrobe putting a shirt on or something like that. Right. Um, 11.30 in the morning. And my, my wife got a phone call. And um, she basically like... I, I w- didn't really hear what was going on, but about ten seconds later, she ran over to me and she's like, "I, I don't know how you're going to take this, but the news is saying Kobe just died." And I was like, "What?" <clears throat> so I, I like basically went straight to my um my computer and um, looked it up. And at that stage, it was just TMZ that were reporting it. Yeah. Um. Like four, three, four minutes after they put the post up, it was kind of I was reading it. And uh, there was some messages on social media talking about it. And, um, yeah, I didn't know what to to think. I guess in a bit of shock, but also maybe denial as well at the same time. Yeah. Of thinking that maybe they're wrong because it was just them saying it. Um, And then everybody else started saying that there was a helicopter crash, but not really who was involved. And then about 15 minutes later... um, some of the other sites were saying there's reports that he was on it, but not really 
they still hadn't confirmed it. Yep. And then about five minutes after that, and, and at this stage, I'm like, I was basically trying to read up on it, see what's going on. Um, <clears throat> at that stage, they were saying it was the same, uh, like model helicopter that he flies in. And so I, I didn't know if like TMZ was just putting pieces together, if somebody had told them or if they were just guessing because it was his plane and they weren't sure even if he was on it. Yep. Um, but yeah, they were CNN because I watch a lot of news here. CNN, we, we had CNN on and they were talking about the impeachment trial because mm. that's all they talk about here on the news yep. these days. Mm. And then they cut to the, um, they cut to the, uh, someone reporting on it. And, um, and as that was happening, I was like telling my wife, like, it's the same plane as Kobe's. Like, I'm sure there's not many planes like that in, in that area. So like, it could be, could be true. Yeah. Uh, the CNN report finished. They didn't mention anything about like Kobe at all. And, um, about two minutes later, when I was back on the computer, a bunch of sites, like, almost the same time as each other started posting like it's confirmed that he was on the plane like abc news and uh, variety and la times like everyone within a couple yeah. of moments and then they went back to cnn about two minutes later saying that they've just confirmed he was on the plane or the, the helicopter and yeah that was that was it um yeah pretty pretty sad news i was basically stuck in front of the computer and tv for hours yeah <laughs> after that yeah um we eventually got out of the house about two or three o'clock in the afternoon about four hours later yep just try and get away from it all because it was literally everywhere yeah like you couldn't i could hear people outside talking about it from <laughs> like where i'm sitting right now yeah um yeah it was just a, a massive deal social media it was a lot of social media um and so just getting away for a couple hours is probably a good thing mm. um and obviously watch like a lot of basketball and at that stage people weren't really sure what was going on like with the games there was that famous scene now of like doc rivers talking about it and just bawling his eyes out yeah talking about how he's got a game to play in an hour yeah <laughs> um yeah and then all of a sudden like all the teams doing tributes and the 24 second shot violation and the eight second half court yep. violation and yeah having to watch all that stuff was was really impactful um and it, yeah it was just like i watch a lot of like i w mainly watch news around here yeah um and sports mm. they'd like the donald donald trump impeachment stuff has been on every day for yeah since i've moved here basically or since that stuff happened yeah um and they they stopped reporting on that like flat out it was just kobe for the next it's still going yeah. like we got we got back the next day and I, you'd flick on the tv and it's just still him on yeah. the tv constantly same thing with espn they basically canceled all of their um regular programs and it was just talking to other players and and analysts and watching like them trying to commentate games and just <laughs> being super emotional and crying during that stuff like it was hard to watch a lot of that yeah um so yeah it's it's still like the first day was kind of a bit a bit rough but the second day was definitely the day that it kind of started to sink in a lot more yeah um pretty pretty emotional that day yeah but for the most part like it's 
it's been uh it's been a, a really cool sort of everybody supporting and and that sort of stuff so like the stuff with Shaq was just oh, heart shattering yeah. real rough that dude is yeah. not doing well because mm, he's just gotten over well not gotten over but yeah recently his his sister passed away and uh and now now this yeah and uh he's been talking about like like he you know wants to change his life the way he lives his life at the moment start talking to people more and yeah things like that so it's pretty squash beefs yeah and, yeah just like tell everyone he loves them yeah, I mean, look look at what happened with Kevin Durant and Kendrick Perkins. Like, he reached out to him yeah. immediately. He's like, you know, sorry about like our beef and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. it's really uh, had a massive impact on yeah on uh, a lot of people because it, this is it's not something that's happened before. Like, I a, a massive sports star that has passed away so unexpectedly and so yeah. soon. Yeah, like. I, I think, you know, pe- people on this level have passed away before, but, mm. you know, in their time, as they say. Uh, and, I th- yeah, the, the I think the shock and suddenness of this has, uh, has really, yeah, like, I don't know, sh- shaken a lot of people up, woken them up to the, like, the, the fact that uh yeah life is fleeting and unknowable and mm. terrifying in its own peculiar way and yeah we've got to sort of take every moment that we can i guess um but yeah it was uh yeah it's been a pretty fucking shit week over here as well, mostly because uh, in a, in a very different way because I don't watch any fucking news, uh, and uh, so instead I just but like what I also don't watch anything. I don't watch anything except for the mm. TV shows that I watch, which at the moment uh, during the current off season is the Mike Tyson mysteries uh, right. and literally nothing else. Uh, so because I'm not watching anything else, I've been watching basketball and basketball tuning into basketball this week has been fucking shit because Mm. yeah you can't you cannot you can't you can't escape it and it is just a a reminder and yeah i came to uh basketball you know later uh than than you did certainly i mean you've been in on it for for your whole life uh and Mm. you pretty much got me into it uh you and and lebron but uh yeah like the watching kobe towards the end of his career was like phenomenal to see someone like the mamba mentality is something else and it like i i genuinely uh adopted the mama mentality in my own life when I approach the things I want to be the fucking best at. And yeah, it like, yeah, kick my ass, uh, all week. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it's been a fucking shit week pretty much. Yeah. I, I think it's still going to 
take a while like yeah. they're they're playing again on friday over here yeah uh well so they canceled their their next game uh, which is supposed <laughs> this, to be yesterday. this is so awful this is so awful but uh i drafted yeah. lebron first in my uh in my fantasy team and my fantasy team's shit as it is uh but <laughs> yeah. yeah i drafted him first and uh they postponed that game and i the yahoo fucking thing has a stats projection uh for the week and mm. i literally went from winning the week against the dude in third to losing the week because they postponed that game <laughs> i was like mm. fucking why does it have to happen to me <laughs> but that's okay because it's it's not important at this stage that stuff once it gets towards the end of the season i'm not and- gonna make the fucking playoffs at this rate <laughs> Maybe, maybe, well, like, maybe the extra give game, an extra game will, somewhere will, will put me over. But uh, yeah, mm. I think that only the top six get in the playoffs. I was looking at the fucking playoff bracketing, and the top two get fucking bye weeks in the first round of the playoffs. Right, I. I'm gonna ask. Badly, I'm gonna ask because that's it is a fucking <laughs> it's a dumb fucking league. Everything. My, about, uh, oh my lord. My my thing never works. Never. <laughs> like every time I set up my my teams, like I come back the next day and there, people are on the bench. I'm like, what the heck is? I don't even know what's going on. But yeah, classic Yahoo. Classic Yahoo. Fucking mm. never ceases to amaze. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It is. It is going to keep hidden for a while. I think. Yeah, yeah. He was supposed to go to that game on Friday as well. He was, I saw. Yeah. He, he, he was taught like LeBron had talked to him that morning or, or Kobe had called LeBron that morning. He was messaging like Carmelo saying like, I'll see you on Friday. Like yeah. when you start hearing about those stories, it's really, it's, uh, it's, it's rough. It's yeah. Rough. Anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, we- I love you, Luke. I love you too, Joe. <laughs> should we talk about some uh, video games then? Let's do it. Um, should we kick off with the Doom World Tour? <laughs> I don't know if you saw me write this down. I did not. But I, uh, I was, I was listening. Oh, I, I'm a big fan of the giant, giant bomb website. <clears throat> I'm a premium subscriber to yep. their site. Okay. Um, and they put up some content for. For Doom, they interviewed Hugo Martin um, about uh, Doom Eternal, which is coming out very, very soon. And uh, some people might remember last week we talked about an interview with uh, Danny O'Dwyer and Noclip with uh, Hugo Martin. And he was talking about how uh, people that that uh, that didn't like Doom, the original 2016, um, or gave it a low score such as a 7.5, uh, were bad. Were bad at the game. Yeah, <clears throat> not at, at the uh, game. Well, they were bad at the bad game. at games, <laughs> but also bad at games. Yeah, right. And um, and since then, he has now gone onto a second podcast, and uh, he's dropped it to a people that gave it a seven. Are bad at games. Yeah, he's doing the. He's going everywhere. He's, he's going super white. He's he's just doing yeah the world tour. He's doing the world tour. Of uh, of dragging Joe, I feel like I'm being fucking trolled. I feel like this, like this is on purpose. Like it's, I guess it's flattering in a way that obviously you know I'm living rent free in his fucking head. But like at this point, he's moved. He's like he's moved into mine, right? Like mm. 
why can't we just live in our own heads? Because uh, it's objectively not true. I'm not bad at shooters. I say I said this on uh, on Twitter. I was saying this on Twitter because uh, someone was like, uh, "It's weird that you care more that someone said you're bad at shooters uh, hmm. than you do care about people saying you're bad at reviews." And I'm like, "Well, that's because I'm unbelievably secure in my knowledge that I'm very good at fucking reviews." And I'm unbelievably insecure about my capacity to play shooters. Right. Uh, because, you know, fucking, I don't know, every time, like, I'm not the best fucking, I'm not the best FPS player in the world. I'm good. I'm objectively above average because I've seen average. Uh, but, you know, I, I have spent a lot, a lot of time in circles with people who are fucking amazing like proper amazing esports players literally played to play right uh played to play paid to play uh play shooters at the highest fucking level you know and uh yeah i've i uh it's it yeah it's fucking it's got me right i'm like fucking hold up maybe maybe i'm not that good at shooters but then i'll go through my fucking i go through the footage i've got i go through the footage i've got of doom and it's just it's literally just me booming cunts uh i go through other other games like i I look at highlights old highlights of PUBG, and you're never good at PUBG. i am i am missing (laughs) on like i my fucking shots aren't hitting as much as they should um it's it's unbelievably depressing but then i go and look at like i've got footage from the titanfall 2 uh review trip which uh, occurred, uh, I think, a month after Doom review. Um, and I am fucking destroying. I am, and I'm using every single part of that game's, like, fucking... I'm using traversal, and, yeah. like, wonderfully. And I'm using, yeah, fucking grappling spectacularly. I'm, like, popping in and out of stealth to, like, just to get through a little bit of cover and then fucking pouncing on cunts and it is a fucking non-stop fucking romp of me shitting on literally the people who were uh, good at shooters because they gave doom a 10 literally that Mm. because giant bomb gave it a 10 and i've got footage of me wrecking the fuck out of giant bomb in titanfall 2 and it was like it wasn't even close these these are like I've got clips that are literally just me, like, picking up seven kills in the space of, like, five seconds. Like, just shredding cunts. Um, and, yeah. Like, so, I, I, it's not like, you can't say I'm bad at shooters. Maybe I'm bad at Doom 2016 in the sense that uh, I didn't play it the correct way. And not playing something the correct way is, I suppose being bad at it but hmm. uh you know i like i've said a billion times already uh that's not actually my fault you can't put that on me uh that is the fault of the game design and uh as i think danny o'dwyer attempted to explain on on twitter you know what he's trying to say is blah 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 that excuse worked prior to him going on another fucking podcast and just digging a deeper hole, like just going in, fucking going in further, and like reiterating, oh yeah, you know the guys gave it seven. They're bad at shooters, and and I'm like, 
Then he brought up his son again. And he brought it, like, his son well, is getting dragged as much as I am, right? Like, I want to meet his son. We probably get along well. But I'll be like, damn, your dad doesn't like you, right? Like, I could, we could do, like, the Big Brother program. I'll be, like, his big brother or something, you know? I'll take him to fucking... It'll be like that episode where Bart gets a big brother, uh, played by fucking Troy McClure... Uh, no, uh, Phil Harmon, right? And he's, like, pissed at the uh the idea of what homer is and uh and it turns out yeah he's he's got a dad the whole time he just hates his dad and uh hmm. yeah i'm just taking the ball games and shit not ball games i don't want to watch baseball but like i don't know we'll play Fortnite together or something i don't want to do that either nah, fuck fuck them. um anyway it was pretty wild uh and because i'm uh insecure about my capacity to play shooters uh i went and grabbed a game called aim hero to uh a practice and b uh find some sort of internal validation uh about whether or not i am good at shooters or not and Hmm. i'm not that bad uh i'm not that bad i've got good reflexes and good fucking target acquisition um i maybe maybe (laughs) I've got uh, some f- bad spray control, but no, I'm not that bad. Fuck that shit. Mm. That's fucking dumb. Anyway, Aim Hero is pretty interesting. Uh, I, I'd love like some online leaderboards, uh, but it might be detrimental uh, to the the purpose of it. It's basically this uh, like just target. It's like target shooting essentially, but the targets move in randomized ways so that you have to actually acquire the target in like different ways all the time and um yeah like i think it's it's not good for ads shooters um because it doesn't really i don't know it'd be good if it it'd be good if it could use the shooting model of specific games and you could tailor it to that uh but right the first time I saw it was uh, when I was at the team house for Blank Esports, uh, who, yeah, entirely, as an entirety, went on to be Team Australia at the Overwatch World Cup. Um, and uh, that was their downtime in between scrims, was they would stay warm playing Aim Hero, and they would just, like, trade chatter about it. And I saw someone on our Discord playing it. Uh, maybe Frisco? I'm not sure. Um, right. And I'm like, yeah. Well, it's particularly weighing on me at this, you know, specific moment in time. So I'll go have a fucking... I'll have a squiz. And, um, yeah. I can see its use. I think it would be better as a warm-up tool than uh, anything. It doesn't really work for PUBG. Uh, because PUBG is not really designed that way oh well it wasn't designed that way now it's designed that way that's the game that PUBG is now some sort of fucking team deathmatch where you're always in a fight but prior to the PUBG Corp you know completely losing their fucking minds um it was more about positioning and uh knowledge than it was about moment to moment shooting uh, although obviously moment to moment shooting is important. Um, yeah, so I don't think it really helps in PUBG, but, um, yeah, definitely helped, uh, 
give me a bit of focus and uh yeah remind myself that i'm not that mm. bad my lightning gun skills are actually still top notch it's got a fucking lightning gun setting uh and oh, you've right. literally just got to keep painting the target while it moves in random ways and you just got to track on the fucking thing and uh yeah it was gratifying to see that i actually got what i thought was a pretty fucking good score at the lightning gun uh, i like the scores are meaningless because they're only compared to my own scores. So, uh, yeah. but I could personally tell that I was tracking fuck out of that lightning gun shit. So, uh, yeah. Um, the only which which uh, which lightning gun are we we using here? Is it the is it true lightning or is it the the bending one? The bend. <laughs> it was. Uh, it's uh, Quake Three style. Uh, Quake Three. I was P style. I think. Um, yeah. So it's it's true. The proper proper uh yeah and um yeah it i don't know it i think to expand on because it's early access uh it's only like three bucks uh to expand on it i think it would be useful to add in uh the necessity to move and shoot uh because it's definitely not a necessity right now um and yeah uh, I think that'd be the the big one, and and shooting models for different games because mm. obviously they change from game to game, and um, it's m- like largely except for the lightning gun, it's single shot stuff. Uh, so there's not a lot of recoil control required. Um, but so yeah, some some burst stuff would be an interesting addition as well uh, right. to to grow the concept. But uh, for now, yeah, it's yeah, it's a it's a good one. I think it's like five minute rounds. I kept forgetting to fucking look at how long each fucking test was, but they're fucking long. And hmm. like shooting, oh man, I don't know. That's exhausting. Fuck, I'm unfit. Anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, what were you gonna say? <laughs> uh, have you seen the um, Nvidia announced earlier this month the uh, at CES? I think it was the new 360 hertz monitors that they're putting out. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I like. I don't know. I don't, I feel like there's going to be a point, or there is a point. Maybe we've already reached it where that doesn't matter anymore. Maybe um, as significantly as like a jump between sixty and one hundred and twenty or one hundred and forty. Well, they're already playing. They're already playing on two forty, right? At the big big yeah. events, they're playing on two forty. Well. Um, I, I saw a video that Linus, uh, the YouTuber, he does like tech, yeah, um, yeah, tech, tech stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he did a video with a bunch of of um, game like pro game like Shroud was on there and a bunch of other people. Yeah. Um, but he, they did the comparison of between like sixty, hundred and I think it was one hundred and twenty or one hundred and forty four. Right. Uh, and then the the th- they didn't do three. 20 this is or 360 this is before way right. before then so it was like 240 yep um and uh huge difference between like 60 and 120 like they yeah. talking about how uh like the reaction times of them clicking the button and then just completely missing like saying it felt like i hit him but just getting nothing mm. um and then they'd have like slow motion cameras behind them set up and and showing like actually you you missed like according to the screen you missed it just that's just what happened and then and then moving to the next one like the 120 and seeing like a massive difference like hitting shots and whatnot 
Um, but then the jump between that and the next one wasn't like a substantial difference or it wasn't even affecting them. Some people like they were getting less hits or it seemed like it peaked out at that stage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm wondering if we've, we've sort of hit the cap, like the, the 140 or 100, whatever, 120, whatever they're using up to 240 is kind of like, we're at it. So I wonder also if perhaps I haven't seen the video, but I wonder if Mm. perhaps they are accustomed to playing at certain, uh, hurts and mm. so there would be more practice at hitting at those as at those timings and so sure. the leap might not might have greater diminishing returns until they uh, like adjusted to it right you know like it's like there is a measurable difference i think the best measurable difference between uh <laughs> Between that shit is uh, is when Gears of War players transferred from uh, PC to console and found they could no longer active reload because the timing at 30 frames per second uh, was no longer the same as what it was at the 60 frames per second that, that they were used yeah. to playing. Uh, like the frame where they normally hit it just didn't exist. And I think that is a fucking huge tell. You know, um, that's not that's not a, a question of um, like that's not practice, right? Hmm. Obviously, it is muscle memory that 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 determines a lot of fucking active reload stuff. But the frame not existing and therefore it failing that is not a muscle memory fault. That is a the low fidelity fault right the game is too low fidelity to account for what they actually did uh so it is actively more complicated more difficult to play on 30 frames per second right you like that's that's a inference you can easily make um and so at higher hertz uh you would you would see more like at high fidelity the game would become easier, right? If it gets harder on lower, then it would get easier on higher, right? And But like you said, there, there has to be diminishing returns at some point because we're talking about, like, literally nanoseconds at some point. Mm. Like, the, the, there isn't a measurable amount of difference between 240 hertz and 360 or whatever the fuck, right? Like, the... Not measurable to anything that, you know, we could actually do. I don't think people who can active reload at fucking 360 are suddenly going to be unable to active reload at 240 because the difference in our minds is, yeah, negligible. I think if we use 30 as our fucking base fucking rate, right, 360 is fucking 12 of those, right? Hmm. And, yeah, like... 12 yeah it is um fucking yikes like yeah removing however many what 10 no it can't be 12 360 12 360 30 12 i don't fucking know four yeah it's like no maths podcast right uh yeah removing four of those to go from 360 to to 120 removing isn't actually going to matter all that much because the like we're the amount of information we can pro- process 
is limited by our fucking brains. So, yeah. Uh, except for, like, fucking supercomputers, I don't think 360 to 240 is going to be that big a difference. Not to mention the fucking hardware you would need to run mm. to actually achieve anything, like, useful at 360. I mean, already you need god-tier hardware playing on low-end settings because you don't want to run at 240 frames you want to run above 240 frames so that you've like you can account for fucking frame frame drops so yeah like that's fucking insane that's that's and that stuff's possible on games like counter-strike yeah that are getting on in terms of age yeah but when you're playing the latest call of duty or something like that yeah uh that is uh it's well, <laughs> it's hard PUBG to get released that. a map that's fucking tenth of the size of their largest map and mm. but refuses to optimize it at all and so it runs at fucking 70 frames a second uh yeah like good luck good luck anyway uh that's that's some weird shit i just yeah and it just seems like a really niche audience for this like type of hardware going for a monitor like that um because you're not you're not using that monitor to play Hearthstone or yeah. <laughs> like Underlords. Like it, it's it's specifically designed for shooters or um, like Twitch, really Twitch games at a high level. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sure they they sell just fine. They're probably worth a a lot of money. It's just um, I feel like we're gonna get to a point where it's just not gonna matter anymore. Yeah. 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 I, I, I would say we're already there. I reckon they, they've yeah. created this literally to justify the idea of selling higher-end graphics cards. Yeah. Uh, that, I don't even feel like that's a conspiracy. I just feel like that's what's happening. Yeah. And, I mean, they're trying to make money, right? So, of course. Um, all right. What else we got here? Any Anything else to add about Aim Hero? Uh, no. No. Not really. No. Okay. I do remember there's a couple of, in the video... Um, where they're doing the tests on the different monitors. There's a couple of different like applications they're using to test like reaction times or uh, things like that as well. So that's probably something that right. people use. <laughs> um, all right, what else do we have here? I don't have my notes up. Um, what's about Dota 2? Yep. The documentary, uh, True Sight, was released yesterday, mm. uh, which is in relation to the TI-9 finals, I think it was. 2019, anyway, last year. Uh, where the final grand final match was between Team Liquid and OG, who are, are two past TI winners. Uh, OG having won the year before, and we're going for a back to back. And Liquid, where was it two years ago? Two or three years ago? Um, yeah, CSM. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, so it was a pretty big um, match. It was the first time we're going to see back to back, or sorry, two-time ti winners and so yeah it was it was very exciting but i've always liked the true sight documentaries it's really given you a really good insight into what's happened behind the scenes and 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 what the players are talking about at that given moment of the match or or after the match and things like that um so yeah i've really uh i really enjoyed watching those over the years i think it's one of the best sort of esports documentaries that 100%. have been produced on a regular basis every year um there's not like a lot of of companies that are sort of doing that sort of that that thing um i f- 
feel like maybe Ubisoft has started exploring that. Like there was something at E3 where they were talking about looking at player profiles and and that sort of thing. But they are um, what Valve is doing with these series, and they do it during the tournaments as well. Like they send a camera crew out to people's houses for a couple of days to follow them around and show them about their city and talk about you know their families and things like that. Um, so it's sort of not just contained to this grand final match, but it's a, it's, it's a, you know, it's a process of really good storytelling as well. Um, so I, I've, I've really enjoyed it, but what have, what's your thoughts on sort of what they've done this year in particular? I thought this year was not as good as last year's, if I'm being honest, uh, mm. because I thought... But is that last- because of the, the way it turned out, the actual matches? It was more of a story like a it went down to a like a best of six best of five last yeah year. yeah and you know there was a clear underdog and like you know it was like yeah ti8 was like fucking a sports movie right like it was mm-hmm. a, literally a sports movie fucking storyline and this year it was sort of just i guess rocky 2 or some shit like just not necessarily as as robust a sports storyline and so it sort of leaned more in the uh on the on the drama like the relationships and i think the relationships uh weren't it would have been far more interesting if lgd had gotten back storyline wise uh because the rivalry was still there whereas uh that rivalry didn't exist or if eg had gotten up right like that that rivalry didn't exist between Kuro and, and No Tail. Uh, like the the only real drama of the storyline was maybe Weeha not wanting to fucking lose again, not wanting to exit, like leave this international. <laughs> the only like grand finals, the only fucking person who's lost in every grand finals he's ever been to. Like uh, like bit a, a bit harsh, a bit rough, uh, but like yeah, it's so. Like storyline wise, from that alone, I think I think it was a bit weaker. But like they also, I felt like they they missed a, a couple of tricks in. Uh, they they could have prefaced it a bit better, like prefaced the storyline a bit better. I know they try to stick specifically to just the the grand finals themselves, but uh, I I do like the think, journey of how they got there. Yeah, like even a brief lo- yeah. like lead in on the on the journey would have been like significantly better for the story itself that said i still enjoyed it uh like i love i love what they do with the graphics to you know showcase certain uh certain things uh monkey king like jumping in on the trees in the background when they zoom all the way in like you can see him coming in like that's an animation that they've created and then yeah that's done through source through source like they yeah. get animators in to to help them with that stuff it's so good they, they do yeah. it so well hmm. um through filmmaker source so people source make videos film, yeah. in source filmmaker for for source games like team fortress and counter-strike and and dota yeah and every year in the ti um uh tournament they do like a source filmmaker competition where people can submit their content creations and then they the the winners get uh you know money out of it and whatnot so I think they've they've brought in people to help them do that stuff which is really cool yeah and paid them for it, and it, and it well it pays off it works it's, it's yeah there's, there's that there's that uh, 
the shot of like Tidehunter jumping into yeah. the fight and like all the tentacles are sort of in the air and people are getting pushed pushed into the mm-hmm. you know the sky that stuff looks really cool and like yeah the monkey monkey king jumping through the trees and um i don't remember who it was but like looking behind them type stuff yep. to try and get away yeah that stuff's cool i think it was tied again oh was it yeah <laughs> yeah because uh, right. mc got fucking I think he got a bit of a rough run as well because the way they framed it, right, it almost felt like it was his fault. And yet mm. there was nothing he could do, right? He was constantly, like, I don't think Mind Control played bad in those grand finals, right? I do not think, like, but that that's how I feel like the documentary played out, right? Like... I guess there has to be fault assigned to someone, right? Uh, and yeah, they sort of they hit the idea of of you know they're going tide hunter again, uh, pretty hard. And like OG literally just played around him, and then mm. like they were literally hunting him down. They were hunting him down constantly. Like, he just never had a fucking hope. Which, yeah, so I, th- I think he got a bit of a rough end out of that one as well. Um, one of the things I noticed was that the sports psychiatrist chick won OG their fucking second TI. 1,000%. I, I said this in the Discord, but, like, they walk out of the fucking... Uh, they walk out of the first match, and they're like... We won that match. OG are like, we won that match. Like, like mm. it yes, didn't... Seb is talking to them. Yeah, like, it didn't quite go the way we wanted, but we fucking won that match. Like, they, they tried their cheese shit, and it didn't work, and we won that match, right? Like, and then uh, Liquid walk out on the other side, having actually won the match, and they're like, man, we fucked up. Oh, man, we fucked up. We've got to do better next round. Right, and the fucking mentality difference is literally everything in that on that fucking final stage. Like, I would be like, if if I if I owned a fucking team trying to make a million dollars out of fucking esports, I would be hiring a fucking sports psychologist now, like right now. I, if I was trying to make any fucking money out of esports, I would be hiring one right now because. The fact that they aren't way more common is already crazy. The fact that most coaches are dudes who happen to be like analysts at most uh, mm. is is insane to me. Um, like, yeah, but yeah, the the mentality, the the impact the mentality has on on a game is literally laid bare for you in that fucking documentary. Uh, that and I think Philip Morris comes off pretty well. Uh, how many fucking Dota players smoke? Do they not understand? Do they like? Is it because they don't I, have to fucking run anywhere? I think just they're. I think because they're a European team, maybe. I feel like a lot of Europeans smoke, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's a common thing. At it's least fucking dumb. Back in Australia anymore? No. Um, and not. I don't know about here, but I know like our circle isn't over here. Isn't like that either. Yeah. Um, I, maybe it's just bigger in Europe. Um, 
but but just like touching on that a little bit i don't think the um the negativity towards like what just happened in that previous match was as big as the last year with lgd did you say yeah it was lgd yeah uh where where every time they came out of a game it just seemed like they were at each other's throats all the time about things that went wrong whereas you know kuroki was at least making things positive and and that sort of stuff there was was snippets yeah there was snippets but like they they were losing games and coming out laughing and smiling and basically acting as if it was a I think they might have even said it like it's a scrim or, yeah. or one of the teams said it. Um, and that's what the kind of vibe I got from both teams. It didn't seem like they were playing for 15 million US dollars. It seemed like they were just there to have a good time. I wonder how much of that is awareness of mm. the cameras. Like they right. know a true sight's going to come out, right? They know that someone's standing next to them uh, like while they're fucking having their smoke break uh, and and filming them right like there is a permanent awareness i would love to know some you, you want spy cameras i want spy cameras man. I want <laughs> there fucking... was there was a scene when the cameraman or camera person was uh following them and i saw the the bathroom sign yeah. and i'm like there's no way he's going in there <laughs> we're about to get some doctor disrespect up in this bitch uh <laughs> Yeah, and he kind of just stops and's like, "Did oh, it seem like they walked? I sure. thought they walked into that bathroom to get away from the camera. I think that's what they were doing. I think they just make want to make sure that they're they're probably drinking like a bottle of water and eating between every match. Yeah, um, don't know. Yeah, still. Uh, anyway, yeah. the The other thing I want to add is the uh, it's really good insight to the the drafting phase of of Dota two. It, it's um, it's not something that we get a lot of, of during the match, mainly because they're players and you, you can't like unexpectedly like show what they're thinking on the yeah. screen and what they're going through. And so that's when we get analysts in to sort of give us an idea of what the teams are thinking. And sometimes, um, you know, they're correct. But at the same time, we're not getting the players talking about why they're thinking of choosing this. Yep. And so you're getting that insight uh, in these documentaries about what we're going to ban and ban and what we're going to pick up and, and oh, I think they're going to ban this and the next minute, like, you see the other team banning a hero out of 130 heroes they could possibly ban and the other team calls it off the bat, like, they'll ban this and we'll pick this. Yep. Like, just the, how in tune they are with that sort of stuff but then that the was, surprises that was a huge part of why OG won as well because I don't know if they framed it this way like that's that's mm. always the the chances that they just framed it the they're trying to they tell did. a story yeah but uh yeah OG like called picks so many fucking times uh and it did not seem that like Liquid did the same like they seemed like they were one step behind in, in the draft phase at all times hmm. uh and yeah i think i think that had a huge fucking impact but yeah yeah it shows you how important that part of the the strategy is yeah like it's just not about being the best player but also having the best strategies and going into the game yeah um the other thing was the uh like players talking about there was a moment where someone picked up a diffuser blade i think it was the gyrocopter yeah um the last game and the commentator's like I've never seen this before like what yeah. is what is the point of this and then you get the storyline of 
why it pays off like now all of a sudden you've got these huge tanky characters that can't do anything because they've got no mana the the purpose of the diffuser blade is to to drain mana from a player every time you hit them and then you're in these long drawn out fights where characters are supposed to be able to take this damage but then they've got no way to get out because all their mana's gone and then like they can't do anything anymore yeah um so seeing and that the reaction sort of stuff to play that out. from the players was pretty fucking huge as well mm. um yeah i'd love to know if because we didn't really see it from og's side right when they bought it um we yeah saw, we didn't get that part i'd love to know what was going on in the booth at that point right whether mm. or not it was seb being like okay put a put a diffuser blade on fucking on on like get the, get the diffuser. yeah uh, Thompson like do this or if Thompson was just like oh yeah I'm gonna get a, a diffuse like, like what like, what are you doing yeah why there's no connection yeah, I'd love to know that. who who generated that idea uh, but mm. yeah the the decision like it must have been heartbreaking like not banning IO and they still thought it was gonna be a a four IO like I didn't understand <laughs> yeah they thought like they thought that the whole way through they thought who who they think was going to be on, on it I can't remember who OG's for is um, not Anna no uh, yeah <laughs> and I'm like but why why would it be that's insane you yeah. know you know it's broken you know what's coming like you know you've lost a million millions of dollars at this point you surely you know this Nobody has a fucking... Nobody has an answer for it. Oh, actually, Liquid did, didn't they? Like, in the... Because... Was EG tried it on? In the lower bracket? Maybe? Hmm. But... I can't remember. Someone tried it on and it failed. They shut it down. But... Yeah. I don't know. So maybe... Yeah. I, I think saying that they were they were definitely going to lose from that point out on... Uh, is, is, a, is a bit much, but... Like, in my mind, as soon as they let the IO Anna on the IO, I was like, well, this is over. Uh, because we'd seen what it would do. And then in the game itself, OG were perfect at, at just letting, like, like baiting them into allowing IO to farm. It was insane. It was crazy how hard a professional esports team bit on what appeared to my extremely fucking like noob eyes like obvious fucking bait i am not by any fucking stretch of the imagination a dota 2 expert and i could see what they were attempting to do just having literally only having watched the international uh for the past week right i mm. was like oh are they, are they are they actually just gonna let him farm are they gonna let him farm his way up to fucking 15 or 14 and get the book like that's why 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 would you do that why would you not spend your entire game just dunking on the io like because it is it is over when he gets to 15 with agnims it literally over like that's the, there's no stopping them anymore, and yeah, they let it happen. And I guess maybe that's part of why Gyro 
had the diffusal blade to sort of like draw the attention away like suddenly gyro is this giant threat all on his own like if he's in the middle of a fucking fight they're mm. in a lot of trouble uh and so yeah they're, they're like desperately trying to do something about that like yeah i don't know there's so much going on there but like from my perspective alone my extremely fucking newbie perspective i was like how are you how are you letting this happen and that was basically what ig were thinking as well like how are they letting us do this like this yeah. this is perfect this is literally perfect i think they might have said that a couple of times um yeah I don't know. It was it was very eye opening. Um, my main takeaway uh, is that that blonde chick, um, I can't remember her name. Um, she deserves a pay rise. She deserves all the money she makes, and uh, and uh, they all smoke way too much, and it's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. Um, all right, I'll tell you what though. It really made me. I was so close to firing up Dota two last night. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like I've been thinking about it like oh I should just play a couple games gotta play um, something because I'm not playing I'm PUBG for a little while I'm uh yeah yeah I uh I gotta take a break from PUBG I uh I played over the weekend and I tilted just I tilted so fucking hard I was just fucking popping off I was not having a good time and uh it was just it just wasn't working. Every time like, I had to play fucking Sandhawk a bunch, I talked about this last week, about not wanting to fucking force everyone to stop playing Sandhawk, but it's so much worse when we've got two teams queuing because there's the coordination between... Like, the coordination of making three other people get the fuck out of a map is... It, it's, like, you know, socially fucking daunting in and of itself but like forcing seven other people to drop out uh if you've never listened to us before you've decided to tune in on episode 500 we play PUBG, uh and on our discord we'll uh we'll all jump into the the same server and then we will shift out so that we're not there's no collusion there's no teaming we actually specifically want to verse one another that is the dream is to verse one another. Uh, we want to fight one another so that we can then jump <laughs> in, back into the channel after everyone's dead and give each other endless amounts of shit. There is no way that we want a team because uh, the allure of giving each other endless amounts of shit is too great. But um, yeah, we were like we were playing and yeah, like so I just I just dealt with Sandhawk because I didn't want to make seven other people. It's so much. It's so fucking. Uh, that's like that's too much for me so i just play sandhawk and i just fucking hate it i hate that map so much and then we play karakin and it is worse than sandhawk it is actually worse than sandhawk because like the first couple of days it was everyone landing in the you know the big cities and big city fights and all that kind of shit and uh that was fine and i sort of got it and uh yeah and then the the on the weekend like it sort of the meta it evolved to landing outside of the cities and then running in on the people and it's just non-stop it is literally a non-stop fucking shit fuck of like third party fourth party fifth party sixth party seventh party and that's not the fucking 
that's not the PUBG experience I want to play. I don't want to play where I never have the opportunity to get a fucking breather. There's no time to fucking... Like, you don't think about positioning in, like, Sandhawk or fucking uh, Karakin. Because there's no fucking... You don't get to fucking dictate where your fights are. Like, your fights are on whatever dumb fucking hill you happen to be on at the time when six other fucking teams show up. There's no positioning in that situation. There's literally just, oh, um, <clears throat> I guess we're fighting again. Uh, me and my level one fucking, my half damage level one vest and the uh, the helmet I picked up off the last corpse uh, are going to go in this battle with... Like, the fucking UMP I managed to find, and a scorpion, and uh, we'll fucking see what I can do again for the fucking 50th time. Um, and, yeah, like, the the idea that PUBG is about, like, constantly at adapting to um, worse and worse, um, like, uh, situations is, like, f- fundamentally flawed. It's not what PUBG is supposed to be about. Uh, like, it's... The idea is adapt and survive, but there isn't time to adapt. There is literally... Like, adapt adaptation is not reaction, right? Adaptation is a slow process that actually, uh, like, involves a steady amount of, like, concerted effort to change either yourself or your situation right that's adaptation right like adaptate when if you like fucking if you go hiking and get lost in the woods right you adapt and survive right not by constantly reacting to the next thing oh yeah i'm hiking in the woods and i fall down a hill and then i wake up and i'm lost and i've lost all my stuff right adapting and surviving is not then suddenly I fall into a waterfall. Then suddenly I grab on a tree branch. Then suddenly the tree branch snaps. Then suddenly, and me managing to live through all of this. Like, Mm. living through all of this, that's not adapting. That is literally just luck. That's just fucking embracing the fucking roll of the dice, right? That's fucking insanity. Adapting is... Oh, and then I made a makeshift shelter because I watched that fucking weird dude who makes YouTube videos of him living out on the fucking land. And then I caught a fucking possum and and then I cooked the possum after I wrung its neck. Uh, And then I I made do with what I had by using the time afforded to me to actually improve my fucking odds my path to victory right Mm. using the time afforded if there's never any time afforded to you to actually improve your path to victory then you aren't adapting and surviving you are reacting and surviving and that's not fucking PUBG and it drives me fucking bananas that that evidently not apparently evidently PUBG Corp on a fundamental level do not understand the difference so well, yeah. they just I think they un- don't understand their game anymore. Well, I don't think they've ever really understood it. They've kind of fumbled their way into something that worked and then we're like, "Oh, okay." I think Brendan Green understood it. Brendan Green definitely understood it because what he wanted to make was so divorced from what H1Z1 
like wound up being, right? Like H1Z1 sure. was React and Survive, and he wanted a game that was Adapt and Survive, right? And so mm-hmm. Aaron Gould, in its first first state, PUBG in its first state was Adapt and Survive, and it and it embraced the idea of like uh, allowing players to win by hiding in a bush and stuff like that, right? But over time, as he has withdrawn uh, from the, you know, the day-to-day, uh, and as other actors have come in uh, with influence on, uh, on the future of, of, the, of the game, mm. right? They are making decisions based on, I assume, I fucking hope, metrics that tell them uh that it has to be one way or the other right i fucking yeah. hope that's what they're fucking making the decisions based on but i've got no reason to fucking believe that it is uh except you know genuine fucking hope uh and i suppose those metrics say tell them that some percentage of people i have no idea how large this portion percentage is but some percentage of people desire a game that is more reactive my gut tells me that the that it is driven by streamers. I think streaming a game uh, that is React and Survive is more inherently interesting than streaming a game that is Adapt and Survive. And so what I think is happening is they are attempting, continuously attempting to make the game more entertaining for streamers than they are for the regular population because streamers sell more copies of games uh, and yeah, I think they made a faulty, you know, there's a faulty leap in logic there. But I've got obviously, obviously, this is all fucking, this is all me guessing. This is all guesswork. Mm. I don't have any fucking information on this, so I, you know. But this is my guess. My best guess uh, is is that, that that's what's happening. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got no no way of knowing for sure. Nevertheless, uh, it is disheartening. Um, to see how divorced uh, PUBG has become from its original concept, uh, yeah, and and I don't I don't want to play. I I don't want to play Mini Royale. I still enjoy like I still enjoy myself. It should be like, a feature like a uh, an, an event, time like, event, yeah, yeah. Like what they were doing that at some stage, um, or you know, Apex does that, or mm-hmm. uh, Call of Duty was doing that. These like couple of day events and have that be on rotation for a couple of days and if you want to go play that map hot drop and go to your heart's content don't force other people that wanted this like slow paced military sort of uh style game to all of a sudden be playing call of duty like call of duty battle royal wasn't even this quick yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and like call of duty battle royale also had uh, movement system that wasn't clunky as fuck and didn't have me occasionally not jumping out of windows when I can jump out of identical windows or uh, jumping over railings when I just meant to fucking jump in front of them or uh, getting stuck on geometry constantly which happens way too often or sliding down hills that you should be able to fucking walk up not sliding down other hills uh, that even though they're identical like all kinds of fucking movement issues that literally are anathema to the Mm. concept of a hyper fast paced fucking shooter it just doesn't work right the reason fucking quake 3 works 
is because you can fucking bunny hop everywhere and fucking bounce your way around every single fucking map. Nobody's, like, the only time Quake 3 fucks up for me is whenever Heath is playing against me and he starts fucking ducking. Because that's not how people are supposed to fucking play. You're supposed to be fucking moving, right? And you're ruining Unbind this that me. key. Unbind the fucking duck key, you fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. In, in, like, fast-paced games, right? They work when they are designed to be played at a fast pace, and slow-paced games with slow-paced movement do not work when they're designed to be played at a fucking fast pace. Nobody's playing fucking... There's no fucking Armor 3 arena shooter, right? There's no fucking... There's none of that shit. There's... Armor 3 is played at a slow pace, and so the games that have been popular that have sprung up around it have also played at a slow pace unsurprisingly, PUBG is one of those games that took a lot of fucking inspiration from Armor 3, and so it it's a slow-paced game. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, anyway, fundamental level, I don't want to play Karakin, I don't want to play Sandhawk. I, I think if, if, and in OCE, that is half of the fucking games. Like, we don't get to choose. We don't get to choose between Mini Royale and Battle Royale, so I'm just not going to play anymore. Like, I, don't, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do until they solve this problem, and I, I worry that they can't. Uh, and I also worry that, you know, maybe they want this to happen because it justifies them turning off more fucking Aussie servers, uh, which it's not like that hasn't happened before. But anyway, uh, and, and, yeah, I, th I think it's going to exacerbate the server is issue even more in OCE, and we're going to wind up with going back to SEA or some shit and that that is the result that they want which hmm. is bullshit yeah. um yeah so my comment about them not really understanding their game or like really understanding what they're doing what I, what I mean there is um like you look at systems and I still think Brendan Green was one of those issue, problems there but you you look at like the red zone and how that mm. evolved sort of over the time and it didn't really evolve that much. They they kind of just, uh, I guess, changed where it where it drops and when, um, like it stops dropping at a certain time. But then yeah. also like, oh, we've turned the the volume up in or down. They've done that so many times. Yeah. But but just on like a fundamental level, that system was just never any good. Like it didn't serve any purpose. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was always pushing that it's to hide your footsteps. Um, yeah. Stuff like that and. It just it's just never worked. But like they're consistently on board with that that gameplay design, and they they don't want to shift away from it, even though people just do not think it it's any good. It's just not like not a good gameplay service. And yeah. then so you look at stuff like that, and then other things that have happened in the game, like their their inability to to combine the competitive scene and the the normal scene, like wildly different settings of like oh the red zone's not even in the competitive scene the circle zones are different the loot's completely different like yep. they don't understand that this over here is a better format of the game but they just can't be bothered putting it into the main game like these are rules that are dicta dictated by PUBG Corp yeah but I don't I don't know who they're fucking catering to by not adding competitive rules to the like the competitive rule set to the regular well they're game. talking about adding a ranked mode into the game so again yeah. another playlist we're going to have that'll mm. split the community even further which I like I don't even know what happens at that stage in Australia or, or, or 
the smaller regions as they're saying it these days or even here in north america where you you can't like you've got specific map playlists now like do they split the queues again and then what maps do you get to choose in that list uh yeah i just like again that's another area where they fundamentally miss miss the mark on what they're doing in that game we wouldn't we never would have had these problems if they did matchmaking properly in the first place which is why i think they just they they made this game and they just didn't really know they made a good game and they didn't really know what to do from there they had no experience running a live service game and so we got all these issues that they just don't know how to fix and haven't fixed in a long time like cheating is still a huge issue in that game yeah so like uh it was wacky jackie on like twitter the other day talking about how there's a dude war hacking has been war hacking for a really long time by the looks of it um we're talking about seasons and he reported a guy that didn't get banned and once he mentioned it on twitter the guy got banned right. for two days <laughs> two days <laughs> he was temporarily suspended for two days or something like that like that is that's stuff they need to be on top of like cheating yeah. is a huge issue in that game and um yeah i just feel like they just stumbled their way into something and have been stumbling the entire way through yeah getting this game into a better spot by not understanding what audience like their audience is um yeah yeah i like maybe there needs to be a mini royale playlist or like or just a fucking separate game <laughs> i don't know mini royale and just chuck those maps in there yeah. um i don't know it's just it, it'd uh, be worth fucking an experiment at least do mm. do it so that you can actually have some fucking concrete numbers like so that you can go out on twitter and be like look the reality we split it it's battle royale and mini royale we did it in oce one of our smaller regions uh and the reality is mini royale was played four times to one to battle royale people want to play mini royale and i would be like cool okay fair enough people in australia are fucking morons but i guess that's the fucking that it is what it is i will stop playing PUBG, yeah. like because that's not the game you bought right that's not the game i want <laughs> yeah it's, it's not the game i bought it's not the game i want to play um that's like it's fine if it is what other people want to play but it is one i want to play so i see I, I see the point right like make make more fucking tiny maps you know for people who haven't worked out that they can have a far superior experience in Fortnite, uh where, where you know the movement system is tailor-made for the pace of the game fast pace yeah yeah like I, yeah fair enough that's what you want to do it's what mm. people want then that's what they want and i will go find something else that's fine for now i'm just gonna go find something else uh at least they would have some sort of fucking metric to say actually uh two to one people want battle royale games in oce uh, they they don't want mini royale, um, so we're going to high like put emphasis on battle royale. Uh, we we don't have the numbers to split the the playlists for that long with the introduction of ranked, but we are going to de-emphasize uh, the instances of Karakin or Sandhawk so that you will more likely see uh, Miramar or Arakul. Something like that, you know. It's it's not like random has to be fucking random all the time, uh, which. If it is, I've gotten ex- like extremely fucking poor fucking rolls because I, I barely got. I've, I still don't have a good measure on Karakin because I still haven't played it anywhere near mm. as often as I should have, considering how much time I spent playing fucking PUBG over the weekend. But yeah, uh, 
they they got to do something. And yeah, for now, I'm just not going to play it anymore. Um, there's other games. There's not a lot of other games, but there's other games to play. So yeah, fuck it. I'm yeah. going to miss not playing with friends. I'd love it if everyone could switch the fucking rainbow. We had a really good session of Battlefield Five on Tuesday. Um, Frisco encouraged everyone to jump on at eight o'clock and play some fucking Battlefield Five, and we had a good time. My first, the first map was Fjell, and I fucking hated it. I was having the worst fucking time. You were like, I'm back. Oh, I'm back oh to my PUBG. god, I'm going fucking PUBG actually fucking isn't fucked stuff by absolute morons, but uh, it is anyway. Um, yeah, no, first map Fjell. I died ten times, and uh, and six, uh, no, seven of them were. I was bombed. Hmm. I, I died seven times to being bombed by an airplane. It is the least satisfying way to fucking die. Uh, and we got the the Fliegerfaust, which is the fucking plane killer. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still like, unless you literally do nothing else but, but hunt planes, which I did do for a map later on. Um, unless you only do that, yeah, you're, you're not having... Uh, a lot of luck and you're probably still not having a lot of luck on Fjell it's just a, a stupid map but um yeah after after that map we fucking we had a fucking grand old time we fucking ripped shit up um did they ever fix the time to kill stuff or is it still crap? no it's, it's it's still pretty bad uh and they're gonna fix it again uh in the next update I've got no idea as to whether or not that would be good or not but uh, I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. My gut tells me they're just going to nerf the like we've spoke, uh, spoken about this a billion times before, but they they do they adjust by nerfing. When I I truly believe the best way to adjust is you know adjust by buffing. Uh, yeah, to you know if if one gun seems overpowered, uh, make the other guns feel overpowered as well. To and it will naturally make the other gun. The, the first gun not feel overpowered anymore um, no they tend to make every gun feel worse and worse until you just don't want to play any games anymore anyway mm. uh, my gut, gut tells me they're going to do that to the STG 44 and the there's a new medic gun that is fucking ridiculous the KA2 or some shit it, it is fucking ridiculous uh, it is an insane weapon but yeah I have to have to wait and see that that update's coming next week I think um had a lot of fun though. Like after after that fucking first map, we had a lot of fun. We just we like we had one full squad and we had two extras. Uh, I have a perfect memory of who was playing because um, I have a perfect memory of video games, and it was me, Frisco, uh, Nate, um, Gray Squirrel was there. Um, I want to say JB. Hmm. Johnny Bravo and uh, Trig I would say it was Trig uh, probably Trig playing as the sixth person and uh, yeah we just had a good fucking time um, I think we wrapped up on what was that big dumb tank map do you remember that one there was a, a map they released and it was just fucking Tank City don't know uh, the name of it but yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good map it's a good map still it's yeah. a good fun map and we just uh, it's a good map for a, for a map where I do not like <laughs> <laughs> not right. like vehicles in that game. Very surprising, because, yeah, hate vehicles, still enjoy that map. Um, yeah. Anyway, good times. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was reading they're releasing the a jungle map 
Oh yeah, yeah. At some stage, yeah, six point two, I think. Yeah, um, I don't know. Hopefully, they fix that time to kill stuff. Uh, basically, what they ended up doing was adding an extra, like I think it was two bullets it took for pretty much every weapon to, to kill somebody because their justification was that people were not having a good time with the game, and so they were leaving. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, okay. you dummies! Oh, you goddamn dummies! Oh mm. my lord! Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right. What else do we have here? Um, Star Trek Online. Let's talk about that quickly. Okay. Uh, I played a tiny bit of that, um, mainly because the new um, TV series was starting up. Uh, the Picard TV series on CBS, um, and uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm, I'm playing, planning on binging it once once all the uh, the episodes are out at some stage. Um, but I saw that uh, Star Trek Online was doing some updates and adding certain things in there, so I figured I'd fire that up and uh, and check it out. Every once in a while, I do jump in and see what's going on in there, and. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a free-to-play game or free-to-play MMO. Uh, if anyone hasn't played it, set in the Star Trek universe, um, there are a bunch of different characters you can choose from, and sort of play out a story-driven uh, experience with, depending on like what character or what role you you pick. And then there's like the other side of the, of the traditional MMO of running around and doing quests and, and that sort of thing. But there's also the uh, flying ships around and, and customizing your, you know, your USS, whatever you call it, uh, which is a really cool, fun part of the game. Um, it's definitely starting to look old, that game. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. feels like it could do with a fresh coat of paint. But uh, for the most part, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it kind of made me want to jump into Star, Star Wars now, the MMO. Cause oh, my lord. I uh, I played a lot of the Star Wars MMO, yep. um, and uh, and then eventually the they put Republic in a mean. no no the, the yeah no not Star Wars Galaxies uh not, was it the Old Republic? Republic you played fucking tons of Old Republic yeah yeah and uh, they they had Australian servers at one stage yep and uh, that was really cool but eventually they got rid of that and then merged the Australian server with the uh, Americas. And the latency was, it was fine, but whatever. Um, but now that I'm in the US, I can fire it up and check that out again. So I've kind of been thinking about checking out Star right. Wars, The Old Republic <laughs> again, uh, and playing, I don't know, a different character and seeing how much has been added to that game. So I might do that at some stage. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, is the Star Trek TV series in your... Yeah, I it was, sort of it was not very start. I don't know, I guess. I, I've never been a huge, you know, Star Trek nerd or whatever. I've was always been firmly on the side of Star Wars in that debate. But, um, like, I watched Picard because I, I just, I, li- I like Patrick Stewart. Uh, All right, you watched it. It's enough for me. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm keen to see where it goes. I don't know. Mm. I don't have a problem with dropping TV shows I'm not loving these days. Like I think if if I'm not loving a TV series after three episodes, generally I'll drop it unless unless there are extenuating circumstances. The Mandalorian just barely scraped in. 
Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, yeah, there's any obligation to keep. Like, I, I the only reason I watched all the Titans season one is because uh, I really wanted to watch Doom Patrol, right? Which was the right move. Uh, Doom Patrol is amazing. Titans not so much, but Doom Patrol is amazing. And uh, yeah, I I watched like half the first episode of Titans season two. I'm like, you know what? Eh, I'm good, eh? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't feel any obligation to continue watching stuff for way past it. I I quit so many fucking shows uh, halfway through a season or halfway through a fucking episode. Just don't give a fuck anymore. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know. I think Picard has potential, but I'm, I'm waiting for it to really show me that potential. That's only got two more episodes to do it. Well, right. My wife will watch it all, and she'll tell me what happened. So I'm cool. Well, you can just read it on Wikipedia. All right, I'll do the Gavin <laughs> thing. Watch, watch highlights on YouTube at two and a half speed or some shit. Fucking lunatic. <laughs> um, yeah, and then be like, I don't get it. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Why do people like this? Um, So yeah, Um, didn't play a a lot of it, but just kind of dabbled in there and was like, yeah, this is still cool. I dig it. Um, I don't kind of know what they limit in terms of the microtransaction stuff. I think it's just like backpack space and um, locker space and that sort of thing. But from what I understand, it's the majority of the game is still still there. So... Um, Anyway, that was just something that I was like, oh, I might check that out because it's been a been a couple of years since I've jumped in and had a look at that. Um, so yeah. Uh, next up, we've got... Do you want to talk about The Walking Dead? Yeah, sure. This is a new VR game, uh, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, uh, out now. Uh, I'm not a huge Walking Dead fan, if I'm being honest. Uh, I enjoyed the comic up until I think it was like issue... I want to say 70-ish. Um, but, uh, this, this game has been getting fucking spectacular reviews. I want to, you know, broaden my fucking VR experiences ahead of Alex later this year. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, decided to pick it up. It's not fucking Mm. cheap. I'll tell you what, it's fucking 56 fucking Australian dollars. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, so far I'm enjoying it. Uh, I've only played it for about half an hour um but it unlike boneworks which was doing like fucking 90 minute long fucking levels uh it, so far it seems to have a really good fucking grasp on how long a level should be before it fucking makes you continue without any saves or anything so um mm. yeah so that's good um it's a zombie game i guess i, I don't really have a yeah the best idea of the breadth of it yet but yeah it's 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 got very positive fucking reviews so people are about it so far the the opening sequence isn't that interesting i think uh you sort of stuck uh listening to exposition for a long time which i don't think is fantastic uh but um yeah it's it's you know you, you go through levels you look for some loot to upgrade your gear you kill some zombies and you're essentially looking for this stash, and you've got a bunch of different quests. It actually reminds me a lot of uh, Zombie U. Remember Zombie U on the yeah. on the on the Wii U, the uh, Ubisoft zombie game. 
mm-hmm. where you sort of play through and it, it's almost a roguelike, uh, except I don't think, I haven't died in this yet, so I'm not sure if it's got any roguelike mechanics or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, like it, it, it is sort of short levels designed to get you to like get in and get out and sort of pick what you need um, at a moment's notice and like it really ups the tension in, in that way. Um, but yeah, I'll have to play it more. I'm actually going to give it probably another hour to get really good and uh, otherwise I might just fucking steam refund it um, because it's 56 fucking dollars and that seems pretty fucking expensive for a like I don't know uh, and otherwise like I think Boneworks did a lot of stuff that this is doing but Boneworks did it better so I, I feel like yeah at this stage it's not as good as it could be uh, the shooting feels a bit weird is my biggest complaint. Although you can, it does allow you to do the thing where you grab someone's head hmm. and you can stab them in the head with the other hand with the knife. And because you got to kill like the brain of a zombie, you grab them in the head and then fucking do that. And that's pretty cool. I like that. And you can do it like John Wick style where you fucking grab them and fucking bang, bang, bang up in the fucking. And on you go. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, I'll have to check it out more. I'll probably talk more about it next week when I, because, you know, I'll have decided whether or not I'm going to refund it or not by then. Hmm. It's getting good reviews, so right. I decided to check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I had a chance to check out Resident Evil 2. This is the the remake that came out last year, which did really well in, in, uh, in reviews and sales. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we ever talked about it on here. We didn't play it. No, didn't play it. Um, I had a, a gift voucher for Humble Bundle or something like that. And oh, yeah. it was like 20 bucks. They're having a sale. There's a couple of sites having sales at the moment. So I thought I'd pick it up, check it out. Um, I never really... F- I played a little bit of Resident Evil 2 back in the day on maybe PC. I yep. feel like it would have oh, been. Really? Okay. Um, so I don't like it. have a huge... Uh, connection to the resident evil series um i played a little bit of one a little bit of two three i don't think i touched yeah and then uh, i think the the last one i really had a dig at was like five that was the one in uh it was like a cop game yeah yeah um so i think i might have got a review copy for that one and uh and then obviously my favorite one is is seven i really like seven uh except the third act i think is a bit weird um but i really like what they did with that game and so don't have a huge connection with the series at all but a lot of people seem to like that that new one that came out last year and i i I checked it out at e3 as well and uh was really surprised by that at that stage what they're doing with that game so um yeah went and had a look anyway so uh i think it's a really cool game um what i like about it is they it's not like a remastered version where they just up the graphics and that's it. Like they've gone in and basically redesigned the game. It's no longer like static cameras. Um, you know, it's behind the behind the shoulder cameras. They've updated the controls. Uh, all the the visuals are outstanding. Like they look really good. The animations. 
Um, they're changing like gameplay elements and the way sort of things work in the game, the way that the the zombies interact with with the characters, um, things like crawling over desks and that sort of stuff, and uh, yeah, really brought it into like a to like it, it makes it feel like it's a game that was released today um, or like this generation, as opposed to what games have done in the past when they've done remakes of say like a visual um, upgrade from whatever it was back then to like 10 it's a hd upgrade now you can run it at 1080p but the graphics are still sort of the same so we've got like those types of games and then the other ones are the ones where they do like visual overhauls um the one that comes to mind is i guess like the the age of empires games that they've done recently where they've yep. done like really big graphics overhaul mm-hmm. um or like the monkey island stuff where the LucasArts games where they redo all the visuals in that or the um you know day of the tentacle things like that and then we've now we've now got this other generation of games that capcom seems to be <laughs> doing uh like going through their old old yeah. library and uh being like all right well we're gonna do uh, a giant overhaul we're gonna redesign all the game mechanics like it's gonna make it feel like up remake. to date yeah a proper um, remake yeah, and I think it's a really cool idea, um, and I think it works really well in this case. Um, for the most part, it's it still feels a little bit old in terms of like its like its game element, like the gameplay elements of like going and fetching this specific thing. Like it feels a little bit outdated in terms of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it works pretty well. It, it looks outstanding. Um, the writing definitely feels outdated. Um, the acting, the voice acting is cheesy, I would call it. It, uh, it doesn't really hit some... like it's. It doesn't seem like it's going for anything spectacular. Yeah. Um, it just seems like it's dumb. And, um, but it's, it's yeah, the, the, the tension is there. The... Uh, the I don't know if this is something specifically in this version, but like there is a map you can pull up and it tells you where all the objectives are and where um, where there are items in a room that you've not picked up. Like it'll mark it on that location. I feel like that was probably not a thing that was in the original game. Or maybe they're just awesome game designers and they thought of these things <laughs> that many, that long ago. But like just stuff like that where they've really paid a lot of attention to what games are doing these days. Yeah, and uh, and put that in there is is really awesome. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, the only thing that I don't like about these games are the micromanaging of resources. Like, oh, I don't have enough stuff to put in my um, my backpack. Like, what do I do now? Um, and as someone who's not really played a lot of those games, I really didn't know what I was supposed to do with some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Seven had a bit of that in there as well, like managing how much stuff you could carry but um i'm sort of getting by i'm like run into my chest and i'll put all the stuff in the chest and be like i'll come back to that later uh, yep. and then trying to figure out like crafting materials and, and that sort of thing um but for the most part it's uh it, it seems like a really cool um a really cool game i i don't think i would have praised it as much as it got uh right. it was up for the game of the year nominations yeah. i don't agree with that um, I think it's a good game. I think there's a there's an emotional component yeah. to these remakes. It's a that, nostalgia uh, thing that I think heightens the reaction people have, uh, both positive and negative, as mm. we'll soon explore. Uh, yep. But um, yeah, like yeah, I, I think that for people who like 
who found Resident Evil to be a formative experience, a formative gaming experience. Mm. Um, it would make sense if they saw it transformed into something that like brought what they loved to a new generation. Sure. Uh, I could see it getting a ten, maybe, maybe. Um, what I played didn't like. I played off. I played Resident Evil Two back in the day, uh, mm. and and you know formed a an attachment to the series, especially Resident Evil Two. When I played the preview session, uh, I wasn't that blown away, if I'm being honest. But uh, I have thought about going back and, and playing it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that's the thing. That's kind of what this game brings. Is like a you know I've just talked about going back and playing Star Trek Online, or we'll yeah. talk about the next game we're going to talk about. Like being able to go back and play those games, but in a modern. There's obviously people that want to go back and play the original, like yeah. for you know, uh, there's that sort of experience. But also the people that want to play it and then look at that game and go, oh yeah, this is exactly how I remember. But it is. It's not. <laughs> like, yeah. It's definitely not how you remember it. Oh, your, your brain's just tricking you. Um, yeah. And that's what I had. That's the experience that I had when I played at E3 that year. I was like, I was very confused because I think they announced it there. We had a meeting with them and I played it and I was talking to the the person that was covering or handling the game. And I was like, is this a remake or is it a brand new game? Because it feels... Like I feel like I've played this before. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, it's it's not really a remake. Like it's not a remaster, it's like a reimagining, like and I'm like, oh, okay. And once they explained it to me, I was like, that's a really cool that's a really cool concept. Like I I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um Yeah, and so I think it works really well. It, it's just for me, I wouldn't put it in the game of the year category. Like, I think it's a great game, but I think just going back and like recalling the storytelling. I, I just, I, yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how it, it could be a game of the year if it's kept largely kept the storytelling the same because that yeah. was some fucking. You were you were doing a lot of the work. You were fucking meeting them more than halfway on that story. You're like, mm. yeah, it's scary because of the fucking because dogs will jump at you through fucking windows and shit. Uh, not because the world's worst uh, voice actor called in from a payphone to deliver his fucking lines while he's sitting in some fucking room somewhere. Like, yeah. Uh, From that perspective, I'm surprised that they didn't improve that to a significant degree because they were basically, I I don't know, perhaps you need the cheese to keep Mm. a Resident Evil 2 but yeah. I don't. I think Resident Evil Seven took itself quite seriously uh, to the extent that it maintained uh, the, I guess the spirit of Resident Evil in that that B movie stuff, while sure. still delivering fantastic storytelling and uh, and like acting through the you know that kitchen scene and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. So, uh. um, my my only criticism about it, and this will be a running theme for today's podcast, sure. is uh, the price of the game. I think is too right. high. Yeah. Uh, I think regularly it's a fifty five US dollar game, which is a, a full price game. Right. Um, I got it on sale for twenty US, so uh, I think that's a great price right there 
for it's that. Fucking, it's fucking ninety dollars on Steam. Mm. Ninety Australian dollars. Yeah, that's, that's insane. I think Humble Bottle might still have the sale on. Right. Um, but it was I picked it up for twenty. Uh, and um, there's I I I don't recall, but there are, are like these. There's like a separate bonus mode or something like that where there's side stories that you can play. Yeah. I don't know if they were in the original, but uh, they're they're a part of the game and they're time based missions. I've not checked them out yet, but I just saw right. them in the the menu because um, yep. it says there's story spoilers if you've not completed they... the original. I can't remember. Like, obviously, I remember everything about video games perfectly, but I cannot recall if that was something that they borrowed from Nemesis from Resident Evil Three that they yeah. bled into Resident Evil Two. Like sort of back, back, updated, backdated. I don't know, or if it was in Resident Evil Two, I certainly don't recall it being in Resident Evil Two. Uh, but yeah. that said, you know, with my perfect memory for video games, I only remember the parts that I played. So, uh, the, Cleb wasn't there. The other thing I looked up was like how long the game is. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, the I don't I use how long to beat dot com quite a quite a bit when i'm either checking out a game or like if i'm not i don't know i'll just like look at that to see what the average is and the average for completion of that game was eight hours um i've put a bunch of time into this game already and i'm like i feel like the people that are putting these times in here are the people that have played the original and know how to fucking yeah (laughs) run through that game like Like power through it yeah power through it because I, um, eight hours doesn't scan with my the experience <laughs> I remember either. Like no fucking way. We spent way longer than eight hours playing that game. Because I I got to a point yesterday where I, I I got stuck a little bit. I was running around, wasn't really sure what to do. And I looked up a um a walkthrough, and where I was in the walkthrough compared to the rest of the game, I was like, oh, I've got I've got a ways to go. I've put a bunch of time into this already. Like it is not an eight hour game. Um, because yeah. there's two characters you can play. There's yeah. I, I want to say split them up. Maybe into they, each yeah, maybe they're they doing each character's playthrough or something like that. Maybe yeah, I don't know. But That's, anyway, yeah. I was just like, thanks. I'm a filthy casual because I've not played the original. <laughs> Therefore, it's not an eight-hour game. Anyway, um, it's great. Yeah, if you can get it for twenty bucks and you've um, you haven't checked it out or you've played the original and you're not too sure, I would highly recommend it because I'm digging it. I'm really enjoying it so far. Um. So the next game we'll move on to is Warcraft 3 Reforged. This came out yesterday and it is a remastered version of 2003, yeah, I think it was. We were very careful to define Resident Evil as a remake. Yeah. This is a remaster at best. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. What's your sort of connection with, with Warcraft 3? Were you a... Uh, or, uh, Warcraft in general, I guess. The Warcraft RTS series, sorry. I actually did not get into Warcraft 3 that yeah. much. Because... So I played fuck out of Warcraft 1, fuck out of Warcraft 2, but by the time Warcraft 3 came along, mm-hmm. uh, I was either playing StarCraft, uh, which I significantly preferred, or I was playing a, one of the Commander Conquers. Um... Uh, I just I think the orcs and humans thing I didn't care that much about the story, um, and so it came down to the the unit uh, fighting, 
And so I played through Warcraft 3 mostly because uh, my housemate at the time bought it for my computer. He didn't have a computer of his own, but he desperately wanted to play Warcraft 3. So he bought it for me so that he could play it, which I I felt seemed like a a fair enough trade-off. And um, and yeah, he played through it entire in its entirety uh, on on my PC, and then I played through just the campaign, obviously. But I uh, played through the campaign uh, to see well, so, so that you know when he wouldn't shut the fuck up about it, uh, we could have a conversation. But um, yeah, it didn't really stick with me, uh, which is why when it came down to um, picking between. Uh, the two big MMOs that were coming out, mm-hmm. uh, World of Warcraft <laughs> and uh, and Final Fantasy XI, ah. I was like, well, I don't think Warcraft 3 was all that good. So I'm probably going to go with Final Fantasy XI, which was... A mistake. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> My God. What a fucking moron. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, that was, that was a goof on my part, but, um, yeah, anyway, that'd be, yeah. nevertheless, I did play Warcraft 3 back in the day, my, I mostly played it, uh, as, for custom games, largely mm. for custom games, it was, um, primarily a tower defense, like, at the land cafe where I worked, um, every computer had it, obviously, and people would come in but exclusively play custom games. There was no multiplayer. People weren't playing versus multiplayer or co-op multiplayer or the campaign. They were playing custom games nonstop. And, uh, yeah, that was... Custom games were fucking entertaining as balls. Um, I don't think StarCraft had anywhere near as robust a custom game, um, like, scene. Uh, And at the time... You know, back in the early early part of this century, um, mods were fucking everything. Every every mm. amazing thing that was happening in video games was coming out of mods. And uh, as it eventually happened, uh, most of the amazing things that happened in, in video games came out of mods for Warcraft 3 in general. I mean, Dota. Uh, I think Auto Chess. Um, originally I mean I know Auto Chess Auto Chess was a Dota 2 mod but I believe there was a version oops, sorry uh, there was a version of Auto Chess uh, the Pokemon Pokemon Defense I think um, Tower Defense obviously has dominated uh, mobile games for ages and non-mobile games for ages like yeah mods of Warcraft 3 have fundamentally changed how we experience uh, video games so my connection to Warcraft 3 is almost purely through how it was modeled what about you were you a Warcraft 3 nerd um I played a lot of Warcraft and Warcraft 2 mm. or, or Warcraft Orcs and Humans as yeah. it was called and um war- yeah Warcraft 3 for me was a weird one I, I definitely played it yeah but I didn't get as attached to those other two games I think the big reasoning behind that is they they really were trying to think of ways to move the genre forward um and the 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 one way they were doing that was by introducing these hero characters and giving them abilities and spells and kind of 
this is the thing you need to protect and like the story is going to revolve around these hero characters yeah. uh, and it's something we saw them do with starcraft as well but it was just fundamentally a different way of playing that game like i was used to playing rts games of like build all your units and just go stomp the computer with what you were you know what you're sort of locked behind in this this wall um yeah it just didn't i don't know just didn't grab me as much as those other games yeah. maybe it was just a sign of where rts games were going um because they haven't really gra- i feel like starcraft is probably one of the last big ones starcraft 2 at least yeah. was one of the last big ones that really grabbed me and was like i put put a lot of time into this um and since then we've seen rts's have evolved from an rts to a mobas i guess is kind of the way it's gone or and, and that has gt you know like company yeah. Euro is the real-time tactical yeah yeah and so that's kind of where that genre has gone and so uh, i definitely played it and uh it just didn't connect with me as much as uh, like the previous games like your command and conquers and, and stuff like that um purely i think just because tastes evolve and that genre just wasn't really finding a a good way to push it, the genre forward at all um so yeah anyway hmm Warcraft 3 Reforged, reforged mm. um, has brought that game up into today by giving it a bit of a, a graphics overhaul. Um, but for the most part, uh, they haven't really touched a lot of the mechanics or anything like that. It's, you know, they tightened up things in relation to tutorials and some of the way like the quest system works and whatnot. For the most part, it's the original game. Um, yeah. I managed to play through about five missions. Oh, the prologue. I, I got through the entire prologue, so it's about five missions all yep. up. And um, yeah, I'm digging it for the moment. Yep. Like it's it, like it plays like Warcraft Three, how you'd expect it to play. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I've, I haven't played all, all of the prologue yet, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the prologue. And yeah, man, um, I. I, I like like I like the nostalgia trip, um, the fucking trip down memory lane rather. Um, like it's it, it works in that sense. Um, yeah, I hate the pacing of the fucking story. Oh my lord, everything everything was so much fucking slower back then. Like everything, there's all these fucking unnecessary pauses and fucking like giant fucking stretches of just dead air where you're like what the fuck we just fucking we get it we get it let's go let's go let's go, let's go, let's go. Right, I don't need to fucking see walking places like just fucking you're there like there's moving magic motherfuckers I get this engine but just fucking chop ahead yeah. Christ Michael Bay this shit right like yeah let's see the fucking let's see the J.J. Abrams T-Ross cut of this fucking goddamn movie uh, this cutscene goddamn it I want six movies. Oh, yeah, JJ could have put fucking six movies in this space of time. Anyway, um, yeah, like it, it takes its time, but uh, and yeah, I think the cutscenes themselves. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely not seeing what they're fucking remastered about any of this. They shit. haven't. I, uh, I, I shared a link on Facebook earlier uh, of a comparison video. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty damning. But once you're in the game itself. That doesn't feel like it's that big a problem to me. Yeah, like it doesn't really come across. It actually actively, I think, looks better 
um, than it used to. I wouldn't say it looks good, um, but it looks good enough. And like, it looks like a 2020 version of a 15 year old game or 16 or 17, however fucking old it is, year old game. I'm going to disagree with you there. Okay, go on. <laughs> no, I think the, um, sorry, the cutscenes, the CGI cutscene, the first one, is yep. uh, is redone. Looks outstanding. And yep. that's kind of jarring when you get into the the in-game, like yeah. the story cutscenes. Oh, those are the ones I'm talking about, absolutely. Those ones are old. Um, but then like the, sorry, not the in-game cutscenes, the CGI cutscenes. Then the in-game ones have been redone. Uh, camera angles and that sort of stuff has been changed yep. up. I've seen some uh, YouTube videos going around about it being the game being downgraded um to me it feels a little bit like puddle gate because i don't see the downgrades what i'm seeing is just different camera angles at that that point right I, like i don't other than the ui on the actual hud that has been changed yeah. um like i'm not seeing any differences in terms of how the game looks like the actual character models have definitely been overhauled they look yeah. uh, they look great um, textures textures in the like on the ground and stuff yeah, and so that's where I'm having issues with it. To me, it feels like a... Um, it doesn't feel like a 2020 game. It feels like a 2008 game. Uh, oh, like okay. I, I feel like StarCraft looks better than... <laughs> than uh, sorry, StarCraft 2 yep. is a better... Um, the visual... Yeah, the visual art style, I think, looks better. Yeah, right. Than, than this game does. Uh, and I think that is in large part to the textures on the ground and like the trees in particular stand out so much. They just look like old trees. Um, and so I think they kind of got halfway there in terms of the, the look of it. Um, you've got character models that look, are you know, pretty decent, but then the bits around it, like the, the world and stuff just to me could have, could have really, they could have punched it a lot further. I feel like, um, you look at what Age of Empires did with with the definitive uh, definitive edition or version. I can't remember what it's called uh, last year, and how the they just overhauled all that stuff. That looks spectacular. Um, and then you just go back and look at screenshots of StarCraft Two from two thousand and eight, and how that game, <laughs> like the visual style of that game, compared to this, I feel like I'd choose that over what this this game looks like um and then the other thing that's really jarring to me is the animations they haven't really i feel like they haven't done a good job with the animations of the the heroes um I very, yeah yeah i don't like the animations all that much they're, they're very um uh what's the word like they remind me of terminator stuttering one. yeah stop motioning right yeah like they remind me literally of, of terminator one where they're like fucking there's there's no fluidity hmm. in between the frames of their m- movement, which is very odd. I think um, not all of them, but uh, some of them are. They stand out, yeah. Which is enough. It's it's that's the problem, right? It's it's not all of the animations that are bad, and that itself makes the ones that are stand look out worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, because I'm running the game, at, I've jacked it up to uh, 1440p. I've got it running at um, all the high settings, 144 frames it's capped at. Um, and so, like, moving around the screen, 
looks smooth like clicking the mouse it looks smooth but it's just the when the characters move around it's just really stuttery like it feels like they it feels like the characters are running at like 20 frames (laughs) but everything else is running at 144 um i tried doing some stuff like dropping down the frame rate to 60 to see that it fix a bit still looks really bad uh not not bad but just doesn't looks off off putting and um so i wish they would I just feel like a lot of people are kind of disappointed because they thought it was going to be a lot more than what it was. Um, but it's yeah. not. It's kind of just like they've done their graphics overhaul and, and uh, you know, made it a bit better. Like, it's definitely better, but I just... I feel like they went halfway. They didn't go the, the full way. They could have really killed it uh, yeah. and made it look outstanding, and they didn't do that. Um but for the most yeah. part, like it plays like Warcraft Three. I've definitely gotten upset with the pathing in the game so many times because I'm like, man, these are like some of the parts you guys could have gone in and fixed. Like, like do the do the thing where you've you can see the issues and try and fix them a little bit. Uh, like, yeah. you grab a bunch of units and I'm like trying to get them into a spot, and then I'll click on um, my hero character. And then move move him somewhere, but he can't get out because he's surrounded by all my units. And I'm like, just make my units move. Like, yep. let them let them understand that my my unit is trying to get out of there, and so have them scatter or something. But it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so just small bits like that. I wish they could have focused uh, some time into. But uh, for the most part, it's it like it feels like Warcraft three to me. Um, which brings me to my next point is I think the price point again is too high uh, f- sorry well it's too high for this game at least um, I think it's it needs to be dropped maybe $15 around there bring it down a, it? a tad what's it cost how much is it um, I don't actually know. <laughs> I think I looked at it yesterday uh, there's yeah. two versions of it Forty four going- ninety five. Uh, is what it is in Australian dollars. Uh, yeah, I think thirty edition. would be a good price point. Thirty, fifteen. I don't know. It's a fucking. It's an old. It's an old game. It feels yeah. like an old game. Like I feel like thirty to twenty is a good spot. Might I don't think it looks like an old game, but it feels like an old game. And yeah. It's, I think, yeah. I don't know. There's a yeah. It is too expensive. Um, it does have its expansion as well. I guess there's a. Right. Another price point. Um, sure. Uh, I did see a story going around today that, that Blizzard updated the terms and conditions in there so that they own custom games now. That's pretty fucked, isn't it? <laughs> that's, yeah, a little that's, bit. That's, that's, that's not on. That's kind of indefensible, really. I mean, I get. I guess I get where they're coming from. They don't want to, like, you know, how many, like I said earlier, you know, the games we play now are defined by mods from Warcraft 3 and does Blizzard make anything out of that? No, or even just but... mods in general like Counter-Strike and yeah. the Dota stuff uh, Battle Royale like Battle these Royale, are yeah. the, the most popular games people are playing these days uh, have spawned from mods <laughs> yeah uh, I, I just think this is this is the wrong way to go about it you should be like there, there's a different fucking tack you could take here. There is a play the like av- av- actively advertise the custom games. It's not like people aren't like I think Defense of the Ancient Games still go on 
mm. in Warcraft 3 to this day. You could be like, get Warcraft 3 reforged and play the original Dota or something like that, you know, like work, collaborate with these map creators and advertise their stuff and use that as a marketing tool, not fucking actively attempt to drive away any desire map creators have to use your fucking game as a platform for map creation because that's fucking insane right like yeah. it is it's basically skyrim trying to make people pay for mods all over again it's a like it's a little bit different but it is in like the same vein uh anti-consumer and and a in my opinion terrible way to fucking go about it hmm yeah, uh, I mean, I remember when when Dota Two was being updated. Like they would update the original Dota as well um, yeah. at the same time. Like that stuff can't <laughs> happen anymore with yeah. the the new uh, changes they're making here. Um, yeah. But anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it might be fun to jump in at some stage, find out who else is playing this, get some some multiplayer games going once the online starts to work because. Uh, it was taking fucking ages. The servers were getting slammed yesterday when I was trying to play. It took me fucking... Uh, I don't know. I get stuck on the, the initial screen where it's like play offline or cancel or something. I got stuck right. on that screen for like five minutes. Uh, but play offline was grayed out, so I couldn't... I, otherwise, I would have just fucking selected that. Um, so I couldn't select that, so I just had to fucking... I, I just let it sit there and walked away. Uh, and then when I came back, it was in... I'm like, ooh, that's the, that's not good. Um, but yeah, once the servers stop getting destroyed, if other people already have it, um, yeah, hmm. yeah, be good to have a game. Otherwise Absolutely, play some custom games. Find yeah. a tower defense map or something. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Go um, so yeah, I think for the most part, I, I, I dig it. Uh, it's just slightly a bit too expensive. I feel like too expensive. Uh, yep. And uh, yeah, I would just like to see them. Uh, really really push the graphics on it um yeah i mean it's they're not bad they brought them up to a date where people can still play it and it looks good but uh, it would have been sick to see them just really bring it up to a a new notch and i'm wondering if that's because they don't want to um i don't know sort of maybe outpace what's going on in world of warcraft but at the same time like they've done better stuff in um like heroes of the storm like they've brought those characters to life in that game so yeah I don't know. This is weird. Anyway, it is. Uh, like it makes me wonder what would what would a Warcraft four look like, or would there ever be a Warcraft four? Would it be a different Would it be a different game? Hmm. Yeah. What would that even look like? It'd, I reckon it'd be way closer to MOBA than RTS. You right. know, almost like Dawn of War two's very hero centric style of play. Yeah. Um, or yeah. like a um, <laughs> battle royale Warcraft. battle royale uh, might be pretty cool idea. like hero abilities and that sort of stuff terrible idea I would terrible play idea it. I'd play it you oh, know you probably. would as well <laughs> probably <Yeah. laughs> probably um, anyway that's uh, Warcraft 3 reforged down now nice uh, the next one is oh, it's, not, it's a new game one that we've mm-hmm. not played before yeah Journey to the Savage Planet, which just yes. came out this week as well. Yeah. Um, we both got keys, which is very helpful. And um, 
man, this is a hard game to describe. It is, it's kind of pulling from a lot of different areas. Um, yeah. So, so it's out on, on consoles and PC. It, it, I thought it was going to be like a survival game, um, just reading up on it, because I really didn't know a lot about it to begin with. But it kind of plays a lot more like a, uh, like a linear um, game where you're collecting materials with some like Metroidvania elements in there mixed in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very Metroidvania. Yeah, you're a you're a, a member of this like travel agency, um, the the fourth best travel agency in the in the universe, uh, who is going out and exploring planets, and you land on this planet which is supposed to be uninhabited and it turns out there's life on there. And so you're given a, a mission to go and explore it and do research and investigate what's going on on this planet. And uh, yeah, off you go. You kind of figure out like, what is going on here? Um, and so you start off and you, you go into the world and you begin harvesting materials. There's things like carbon and silicon and uh, these different elements that you can go and gather and once you get them you can craft materials like a weapon um or a uh upgrades to weapons and it kind of spirals down a long list of different uh gadgets and things you can build and then that allows you to get into different areas of the game uh there are things like creatures in the world that you can scan um uh you can also kill them which gets you other types of rare materials and uh, it's like it's kind of like a Pokemon game at the same time. Like you gotta you gotta scan all the the little creatures that are going around and collect them, um, and you get points to to like research abilities, and that kind of unlocks different areas of your skill tree that you can that you can um, upgrade other materials. Sorry, other gadgets with. Uh, and then there's like a uh, uh, this goo stuff that you can pick up. There's like a hundred of them spread throughout the entire world and once you get a certain amount of them that kind of levels you up and you end up getting more health and more stamina which allows you to run quicker or run further uh, without tiring or take more hit hit damage um yeah and so there's like this progression system in the game that lets you uh level up as well uh and so that's kind of like where like i thought it was going to be a survival game like a the forest or um subnautica is probably a good example but it's really not like that at all um uh it's it feels very much like a um inspired by games like uh portal i guess would be one game um because like the humor is very Mm. in that direction um yeah but were you i guess was this the game you were expecting not at all (laughs) no i was very much expecting some sort of survival game and uh yeah, that's not yeah, that's not to say that I haven't enjoyed what I got instead. Uh, it yeah. just wasn't. It came out a, a bit out of left field. Um, yeah. I think that's a case for most people. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't mention it's made by uh, fuck who, who made Alex Hutch- Hutchinson, who worked on um, was it Far Cry? Far Cry, yeah, Far Cry, uh, and a bunch of other games. But um, and this Australian. is Australian. Yeah, brand new studio. They've they've made this their first game and so, yeah. uh there's a there's a lot of australianisms in it i don't know if you noticed uh there's a very australian vibe to a lot of a lot of the fucking not a lot of swearing when i say there's a lot of australianisms in it i do not mean there's a lot of swearing 
or <laughs> they dropped the C-bomb a lot. Um, although I did watch fucking The True History of the Kelly Gang. And right. that movie has... They say cunt more in that movie than we do on this podcast. It is surprising. And when I say we, I mean me. But uh, anyway, it was... They, they dropped the C-bomb a fuck ton. Uh, anyway, so, Journey to the Savage Planet. Yeah, Australianisms. Like, just weird little, like... I don't know, like, colloquialisms that, that for some reason involve Australian animals or something. Hmm. Like, oh, that's faster than a koala up a gum tree or something. Like, that's not exactly one they say, but Co- like, koalas fucking, are very slow. <laughs> yes, uh, but like, they 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 refer to Australian animals more more than a few times, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's an Australian flavor. There's like that. Um, the music that plays has that uh, Australian vibe to it. I can't remember what the fucking um, instrument's called. Or the fucking Rolf Harris Thunderboard and all that kind of oh, shit. It's just cardboard, I think. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, um, and like boomerangs in background and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like there's there's an Australian vibe to it, which I I find mildly interesting. Um, yeah. I think the sense of humor is a little bit weird like tonally weird because mm. the game itself feels like it's aimed for aimed at children right like it feels like a game that is made for kids like yeah kids it's the simpsons thing right castlevania or metrovania but the sense of humor is like at times extremely adult like oh yeah. like i said there's no swearing but like that the ads in your um your spaceship <laughs> things yeah. like that like here's a an amorphous blob that you can uh call up to have sex with and shit mm. like a little odd and yeah like when you first get on the planet and you find one of those orange goos they go on like a minute-long spiel about edibles and it's like okay I get this sense of humor, right? But, but would the people you're trying to make this game for get this? Like, am I the people that you're trying to make this game for? Yeah. I don't fully understand. Because if if I am, why is this so fucking easy? Because it is spectacularly easy. The mm. only times I, I die are when I fall off things. And there are large sections of the game where you don't even die when you do that. Um, yeah. Like, it's very it's, forgiving. It's super forgiving, uh, and yeah, like I just, I'm, I'm, I'm confused by that. If anything, that said, I, I'm enjoying myself. It's very there's something very zen about it, right? Like there's something very zen about just going in a direction and doing, doing your thing, doing. Whatever it is your current your current objective is, be it I don't know, trying to fall fifty meters and then jump at the last second to save yourself to upgrade something or other, or yeah, finding all the parts for a crystal, or yeah, like just little things that you're vaguely trying to do because the threats in the game aren't real Very threats, minimal. aren't terrible. But there's like, uh, I mean, most of the game is revolves around platforming um there's a couple of things that do fight you but for the most Mm. part uh everything's pretty friendly (laughs) yeah uh and yeah the things that do fight you are generally very easy to dismiss of 
Um, yeah, like it just feels kind of nice to play. You just yeah. sort of it's very bright and visual. Like lots, it's yeah. very colorful, super uh, colorful. The like creatures are very like a fucking. It's like literally a, the first one you come a, come across the the puffy ball things. Like, yeah, making these like adorable like cat sounds or something and you scan them and, and it's like oh puffy ball uh lives in in the forest here also it loves you and like and you yeah it. and you fucking <laughs> blast it away or and he did a and he did a shoot think five things while they're or you in slap it <laughs> i like so I slapped it into the air and then <laughs> shot it uh, um yeah like uh it's, it's odd well, um, there's those little things that like run around and scream when you shoot them, and yeah, they multiply. Yeah. <laughs> They're cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just sort of I'm going through it, and I sort of I don't know. I uh, I'm enjoying myself. Like, I'm, I'm very yeah. much enjoying myself. Uh, it's just I I I think for me to really like it, it would need to be significantly harder. Um, because I, I, I never feel like, I don't know that I got to a unlock, like a secret. Actually, I, I've had like secret nearby show yeah. up a couple of times and I have no idea what the fuck it's talking about. Uh, but I got to a, one of those flowers that holds one of the upgrade balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found one of those at the, and to get to it, I felt like a fucking, that was the only time I felt like I had actually done some shit was I had to throw one of the bouncy goo pads down mm-hmm. and then I had to use my super jump. I had to prep my super jump and then walk forward into the bouncy goo thing and then jump at the same time so that I'd get a super bounce and then I could grapple on and get up to the thing that I needed to get to. Yeah. Um, that was the only time I felt like I actually had to do any real puzzle solving. The rest of the time, it's been pretty fucking like even the puzzles themselves have been like very simplistic. As long yeah. as you go, as long as you explore, like you will solve puzzles simply by exploration. There isn't any challenge there. I think that is a bit of a missed opportunity. Like mm-hmm. it, it sort of turns everything into an inevitability as opposed to something that you have to strive towards. Yeah. And uh, it takes away some of the enjoyment from the game. I mean, like I said, it makes it quite a zen experience, which I think I need when I'm fucking tilting my balls off of fucking PUBG or whatever the fuck. But <laughs> at the same time, yeah, I want to be fucking challenged at least somewhat. And it's only happened really once. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the time, yeah, I die. I die from falling off shit, basically. And it'll be dying. Like one time I died because I threw one of those grapple point onto the onto the purple things like mm. the grapple seed onto the purple things and it somehow spawned on the wrong side of the grapple vine or whatever the fuck it's called right so like inside it wasn't out. yeah yeah it's, it's spawned inside out and uh and so when i jumped i had to double jump to get to the point where i could grapple to it and so i double jumped over and then i the grapple thing never showed up because it was facing the wrong way and so I just fucking died away alright then uh, I guess that one's on me but yeah otherwise yeah the other time I died was I uh, I jumped I was 
getting it like that first time you run into those spinny dog things yeah uh i killed it and then i was trying to get some of the loot that it drops some of the resources that it drops sure. and some of it was right next to this waterfall and i walked into the waterfall and it turned out there was nothing underneath the waterfall <laughs> like it was just waterfalling uh and uh and i was like yeah that makes sense uh i deserve this one um the water has to fall somewhere so it makes sense that it would fall you know off a ledge and i guess it makes sense that i wouldn't necessarily be able to see the ledge through the water so yeah those are my two deaths so far hmm. um but yeah i only died twice the entire game all right challenge challenge set no, i'm just saying I'm it's not, not like a, it's not challenge yeah. like i think the first time again i died because i didn't really know uh i think i ran towards like one of those explodey puffy ball things and just <laughs> aggroed it oh somehow. yeah right yeah uh and the other time was i was platforming through some like lava and stuff uh I got to the end and then all these creatures um, spawned that shoot you and there was like 10 of them and I immediately died and I was like, okay, I clearly need to take that bit a bit slower this time. Right, yeah. Uh, Yeah, but you get like, you end up getting, you get the double jump, but then you get like three jumps and then you get like four jumps and so some of those trickier puzzles do get a bit easier Uh, and then you get like a, scanning ability that shows you where the nearby secrets are and or the goo oh, that can okay. level up and so you you end up just like powering through it's like all right yeah, there's right. one near here i'll just grab that quickly and you get so much help at, at yeah, right. one point where <laughs> it's just like nothing is challenging um no. but yeah it's there's lots of challenging but yeah no i mean the most challenging part is the the platforming like it's yeah but, um, I, but I yeah really like, i like first person platforming yeah I only um, just unlocked the rail slide grapple thing. Oh, yeah. You're probably pretty close to the end. Oh, really? Fuck no. Okay, fair enough. Um, I haven't got triple jump or anything. Uh, well, well, that stuff is locked behind the yeah. research abilities and that sort of stuff. Um, but I think there's like one more planet or you're getting... Sorry, one more... Um, uh, Major teleporter. hub area. Yeah. Yeah, one more hub area. Um, right that you get to and then uh that's kind of the end area but yeah the rail i think the rail is the one of the last power-ups you get yeah right uh, well there's there's maybe like the grabbing acid balls and you've got that stuff already the grabbing acid balls and no yeah no I can't the fire ones yeah. okay no, i've got the fire yeah. one uh yeah yeah it seems like the rest of it is like upgrading my dude to do more stuff or whatever but yeah yeah it sounds like you're getting pretty close like you maybe two hours left or something like that it's not a super long right. game yeah it's pretty short I'm like eight nine hours uh yeah, i think right. my playtime. i can check quickly uh in it says i've played like seven eight right. hours okay yeah um yeah the the i don't think it comes together in the end um like yeah, the story right. i think it doesn't pay off at all which is a bit disappointing uh but for the most part like yeah i enjoyed it i think there's a couple of things it could have i'll criticize it for um i don't like there's no way to switch off the music really annoying right. yeah um in the options menu because mm-hmm. i would have liked to have 
you know, it's a game where I'll I'll put it on and I'll put the basketball on or I'll listen to a podcast or something like yeah. that. Like I can read read the subtitles because it's got subtitles. Um, yeah. Um, so I wish there was a way to turn the music off because there isn't, and so I turned the actual entirety of the the um, audio down so I could listen to stuff because right. sometimes the music just ramps up all of a sudden when you're in a fight or something yeah. like that. The other thing is it's very repetitive in terms of its creatures. Sorry, creatures in the world. Yeah. Those puffable things are everywhere. Like you get to a new area and it's all of a sudden, it's the same thing. Like it's the same creature. They've just given it a different name. Like it lives in, this one lives in a cave. A cave, yeah. 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 Um, well, this one has a slight variant on what it normally does. But for the most part, it's not going to fight you because it's not aggressive. Um, so there's, yeah, I just wish there was more variety in the the creature design or like what you would sort of discover in the world. Because I think the environments are very different. Like you come across a lot of things you can scan and they look they look very different. But you get to like the snow area and like here's these creatures and they look exactly the same as the ones in the jungle area. Um, yeah. They're just slightly a different color or something like that. Like this one's purple, but this one over here is blue. So yeah, wish they would have thought up some extra creatures. Um the other thing is the co-op. I don't know why it's in there at this stage, um, right. which is another reason why I thought it was going to be a survival game because they yeah. said, oh, it's got co-op. And I thought, oh, okay, cool. And then you start playing it and you're like, this is very linear. Um, like, yeah. I don't I don't really know what having an extra person in the we game would do this. for me. Yeah. Um, and then also, how do they manage that? Like, are you, are you tethered to the other player and where they are in the world? Or can they just kind of run off and do their own thing? Like, can you yeah, speed right. run it with two people? I don't know what that game looks like, but yeah. I don't think the co-op adds anything um, interesting, at least. So, because uh, we were keen to, I was keen to play with you, uh, co-op, until they yeah. told us that like co-op isn't working at the moment. Yeah, um, and launch. it wouldn't be running until the game went live. Uh, and so I thought, well, the game is going live at a time when I won't get enough time to play this before the podcast goes up. Um, so I just thought I'd play it, and then I started playing. I was like. I don't know why this game needs co-op. So, um, and maybe that's why it wasn't live at the time of uh, launch because it just wasn't ready yet. I don't know. Anyway, they'll still patch and stuff. But yeah, um, again, it's another game. I think is a tad too expensive. And while we're on that subject, it's going for thirty US at the moment, which for would be about. A- hyperlinear six hour long game or seven hour long game um yeah that's from start to finish i mean there's definitely like a completionist run where you can go through and get all the upgrades and that sort of stuff which will definitely take you a lot longer um but but you can trust that with superland which i feel is extremely similar yeah uh, in terms of tone at, at the very least uh which took me i think it was 20 hours uh right and it was 20 bucks it's quite the yeah there's quite the clash there i think yeah so i i do think it's a slightly bit too expensive again um so it's 30 us 45 australian um maybe knock 15 dollars off that you just like knocking 15 bucks off things it's like a 20 to 30 dollar price knock (laughs) Knock, Um, um knock two zeros off that yeah if if they let me bargain like for these games then that'd be interesting 
Um, <laughs> yeah. But it seems to have done pretty well critically i guess it's running like a 75 ish People enjoy themselves. What... one thing i didn't like that you didn't mention is sure. the ui i hate the fucking oh my god why do i have to press enter and backspace oh, yeah. that's fucking dumb get the fuck out of here i think that's shit. a pc issue um oh, it's probably yeah, it, not like that on consoles but yeah it definitely I, it, feels like uh pc was a bit of an afterthought the amount of time that there oh that's the, the first time i died um uh, I accidentally hit escape instead of backspace and then I hit exit to menu <laughs> and oh. the game quit and I was like oh fuck <laughs> okay uh, and then when I went back in my gear was left on the ground because um, right. I think it spawned me back on the ship but I had to go pick it up again so I was like oh okay fair enough yeah, yeah that UI is terrible yeah I had I need to fix that yes anyway yes. anything else to add no, not really. Um, yeah, I would, I would one hundred percent get it on sale. It is a very good uh, distraction, um, and it's it served as a very good distraction, a very nice, gentle distraction over the course of a pretty shitty week, um, and yeah, just. The only other thing is it sort of reminds me of how much I fucking love Superland. If you haven't played Superland and you are interested in this, are interested in a Metroidvania, you should play Superland. Mm. Yeah. All right. I yep. think I uh, should get on that at some stage. Yeah, you should. <laughs> See, these sales are still running. All right. Uh, all right. That's everything. A lot cool. of old stuff that are, that's new. Yep. But it's mainly, mainly new stuff. Um, all right. Should we do some news? Let's do it. Uh, first one we've got here is the Terminator Ghost Recon Breakpoint event has now started. Um, this is running until um, February 6th. So there's going to be two missions. Uh, one of them right. is out now. And then the second one will be dropping in a couple of days. Uh, this will be where players in the game will be able to go up against T-800s from the um, Terminator series. Um, right. Famously, Ghost Recon Wildlands did some DLC with the Predator, and that ended up making it Game of the Year for us. Of course. Uh, after we did Game of the Year, but it still yes. snuck in there because it mm. was fantastic. And, yeah, it was and this is another one that I'm kind of looking forward to. I'm thinking about firing this up to check it out. Right. <laughs> uh, such a big install. Oh, you deleted it, did you? Yeah, of course. Right, maybe I should check it out. Okay, um, you let me know. And then let you know. Okay. Because... the Predator one was fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so we'll see how that goes. It seems like it's just a limited time thing. Um, from what I am reading here, so... Yeah, right. A bit disappointing. I think the Predator one was like a... It's in there, right? Yeah, I don't think it ever got taken out. Oh well. Hmm. I don't know why everyone loves their limited time events. Oh, Ubisoft. I think it's tied to the DVD. Um, sorry, not the DVD. The digital release. I think it just released on digital. Uh, Terminator f- f- like five, four. What they? I can't even remember what it's called. The bad one that just came out. What? It's, I think it's six. Six. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. It is. 
Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, Salvation, Genesis, whatever the fuck. (laughs) Six. Six. Dark Fate. There you go. Dark Fate. When they release a new terrible Terminator movie, I'll be able to remember the name of Dark Fate. Shouldn't they call the the eighth one being Dark Fate with an eight in there? Oh, that's what they should have done. They missed missed an opportunity there. That's the final, sorry, the Fast and Furious marketing team. Alright, uh, next up is Dead Cells, the Bad Seed DLC. Uh, I think you know about this one. Yeah, uh, they're releasing DLC. It's coming out real soon. Fucking, I had this before. Um, sorry, it's on the page. There it is. Uh, February 11th. So, uh, two-ish weeks. Um, I'm excited. It's going to be five bucks. I think you'll get 10% off if you already own Dead, dead Cells. So uh, that'll make it even cheaper still. Adds uh, new enemies, new locations, new weapons. I believe they're outside of the DLC. They're also reworking uh, the three most hated weapons. So I assume the sandals are getting something done to them. Um, so that'll be good. Uh, encourage people. They're buffing, apparently. They're buffing. So they're doing the what I was talking about before, the... Uh, method of you know improving everything else by buffing the worst things um, or balancing by buffing um, which is cool uh, I think I'm going to go back and play all the dead cells when this comes out because um, it's been a while and uh, I love dead cells so yeah I'm, I'm excited nice yep. um, you going to get into some dead cells again no? uh, yeah we'll see We'll see. Maybe. Played a lot of Dead Cells. Um, yeah. All right, next up is Apex Legends Season 4. We got some news about that, okay. um, which is pretty big. So they did a, a live stream the other day where they talked about what was going to be coming out. Um, in particular, map changes, which which will uh, could change. So that'll be coming to World's Edge, um, okay. which is the the new map um they talked about some of the uh changes in the uh rank system um which will be coming uh i won't dive too much into that because i don't know about it um a new legend called forge uh who is a a melee based um like wrestler or or some sort of like fighting character within the the universe of of uh titanfall um Anyway, so they they announced him, but then their um, Twitter account has been posting these weird updates, and they did like a uh, uh, like a, a video. They've been doing a lot of like character videos and and trying to build up the world and what. And uh, yeah, they had this video of this reporter interviewing this new character, and then another character came up and like stabbed forge in the back and the idea is that this character has been killed already before he's being released right um yeah and that's where we're at with that so we don't really know what's going to happen with um whether or not forge is actually going to end up in the game or if this other mysterious character has killed that character already and that's actually going to be the real character um basically like apex legends had a bunch of leaks um in relation to 
heroes that are coming out and uh yeah it seems like people don't really know what's going on at the moment but i think it's an interesting way of introducing this stuff um so yeah i think the new character well the one that's being teased that we haven't seen before is revenant and that's like some sort of assassin style uh legend that, that might show up in the game so yeah i'm keen to see where they where they take this i'm liking the the world building stuff they've done in yep. the past with like blowing up the map and uh just doing crazy stuff like that so i'm keen to see what they uh what they do this time around with these with these characters it's it sounds like they're having a lot of fun with it yeah it sounds like you uh, it. might be time for if, if you know if i'm just not gonna play PUBG, you know i just embrace the fucking react and survive mm. lifestyle and play some more apex Again, I just didn't. I really didn't like World's Edge as a map, uh, which I think was the biggest turnoff for me. At the end of the day, so if they make some changes to that, maybe I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Are you going to jump back in? Um. Yeah, for sure. Like they talked about how um they've destroyed like one of the big cities in there um in in World's Edge. So don't really know what that'll look like, but should be fun um yeah it should be fun to check out i'm definitely keen to, to see when that's going ahead uh, i don't know if there's a date yet uh february 4th so next next week probably about the time we record this we should know what's happening cool but until then they'll keep releasing teaser updates and that sort of stuff so um yeah we should be on top of that by then anyway i think that is everything it is everything that's the news not a lot but we do what we can yep we got some questions um we did uh, get an email as well do you have, have access email. to the email you don't have access do you have access to the email yeah i've got it i got it oh you've got it i got the email i got the email let's do the email we didn't get any questions on discord we got one on email it's very weird but uh we're doing it anyway uh Paul writes, Joe Gilroy laments the de that Death Stranding not given game of the year. That's, that's the title. Um, hello, Luke and Joe. Question one. Joe, whose dog did you run over? Over the years... Wait, what? <laughs> um, over the years, you've reported on each of the Magic the Gathering card set releases. This hasn't happened in the last 12 months. There have been at least four releases and Magic the Gathering Arena has moved from beta to full release now available on Epic Game Store. Were your invitations lost in the mail? I think they were, actually, if I'm being frank. Uh, over the same period, you have poured both love and hate on Hearthstone. I tried Hearthstone, but the RNG nature of it really annoyed me. Playing card games, RNG is always an element, but you cannot determine where attacks are going. Yeah, I assume if you cannot. But if you cannot determine where attacks are going, then I'm out. Opens the box. Were there rewards for covering... Uh, the rewards for covering these events not there closes the box I will look out there's a lot of should questions we, should we answer that um, we'll wait till we get to question 2 I suppose and then okay. we'll break it all down as you may have gathered I do enjoy the odd game of magic not so much a fan of the physical card game but I enjoy the accessibility and convenience of the online versions ok so let's break it down Who's jo uh, whose dog did I run over uh i don't think i ran over any dogs um i'm trying i did hit a hitchhiker once but 
don't talk uh, about that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Um, okay. Um, where are our invitations lost in the mail? I think they actually were. Yeah, we stopped getting invited to uh, to the release, the releases, um, the release preview events, and uh, so they yeah, kept inviting streamers and stuff. Yeah, they wanted to have weird. streamers along um, because streamers us. don't really uh, stream magic. I don't know. I've, I've never seen game. that. At least we could talk about it. It's weird, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think our invitations were actually lost in the mail. And, um, so what are you going to do? Um, so yeah, we stopped talking about it. So, uh, to address the third question, whether rewards for covering these, these events, not there. Um, yeah, no, we, we literally just weren't invited to the event. So, uh, we don't need rewards to cover an event. We just, uh, we just need an invite and, uh, yeah, they just didn't happen, so I guess we couldn't do it, which is unfortunate. Um, and then uh, the other question... Oh, no, it wasn't a question. It was uh, Hearthstone, playing card games. If you cannot determine where your attacks are going, then I'm out. Um, you should check out uh, Legends of Rune Terror, which uh, I didn't talk about this week because I'm still pretty fucking new at it. I don't really have a good grasp on it, so I don't worry, I really want to... Uh, talk about it just yet, but uh, I'm still very much in the learning phase. But uh, it's like interesting. It's free and it's available in open beta right now, so it's definitely worth checking out. But uh, yeah, you did like it's very magic. It's very much closer to magic than it is Hearthstone, in my opinion. Um, but with all League of Legends style tweaks and stuff. Hmm. Uh, anyway, question two: Since you have both been lamenting about the Darth of Games to Play and Magic the Gathering Arena has had a full release. I was interested in both of your opinions on the translation of the card game into the free-to-play online space. How does the game run for you? How does Magic the Gathering Arena play on a surface? That is a fantastic question. Uh, I've not played it on a surface, uh, but I should check it out. Actually, I played it when it first hit closed beta. I believe I got into the closed beta really early. Um, and I played it then and I did not like it at that point and so I never went back to it which is, I think always a bit of a um, a tough one for the, the old closed beta if, if you like if it doesn't gel with you immediately uh, and there's no incentive for you to continue playing to, to test it which in my case is you know we obviously use uh, closed beta as, as demo sometimes I I send feedback when I feel I have relevant feedback to send but uh, I'm not sitting there like some sort of fucking paid beta tester um, helping them fucking QA their game uh, so yeah if, if a game if a beta doesn't grab me immediately then I'll, I'll usually just slip off straight away but uh, yeah I should probably check it out again uh, if, if I'm checking out Legends or in Terror uh, because yeah I haven't now that I've finished slay the spire with every character uh i'm interested in playing a new card game um and yeah i've got legends of Terror, but check out magic gathering arena as well luke have you ever played arena not you arena, don't really no. go for card games do you i uh, i played a lot of the, card games i mean the magic the gathering stuff yeah um jewels of the planeswalkers um oh did you Okay, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, back when Junglist was on, right? Because he was trying to get us to play that as well. Um, yeah, really good introduction to the series because it taught you, like, 
very early on how to use like all your cards and and uh like hey this is a you know a red deck and these are like how this deck composition sort of works and and now you can start experimenting with like red black and um did a lot of like tutorial work and uh, like a campaign um so i checked out those two and Mm. there was another one that came out later on um that eventually got updated a second time i think it was just called magic and um yeah I, I i never got around to arena i get emails about it all the time i've just downloaded the client so we can talk about it um next week i'll check it out okay fair enough um and i'll grab the client as well we can check it out uh we can you should get legends or in terror as well we'll compare it uh feedback rebel galaxy outlaw i have enjoyed the game this is uh that game that came out on epic game store a little while ago that space game i think yep um they have added a tutorial since you tried (laughs) (laughs) um yep that's a that's a good plan but i don't have any problems in learning the basics as i had watched various play demonstration videos before purchasing the game um my only complaint is as an open world game you sometimes end up in no win fights where you are severely overmatched and you have no escape options regards paul um I guess that's you know I don't think that's the worst thing that happened in a um, in a open world game. Um, I think I, I always generally appreciate it when it does happen because it does it makes the the game more feel more open. Like I'm thinking about like uh, running into death claws in fucking uh, Fallout, right? Uh, you're like, oh, okay. Well, I, I can't go that way just yet, um, but like. I appreciate it that it lets you go in that direction anyway, you know? Like, yeah. Um, I could go back and try it, I guess, but I'm not that enthusiastic about it. I don't know. I just had such a bad first initial experience with it. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, thank you for the email, Paul. Uh, it was fucking comprehensive. I, I enjoyed that. Um, there was a lot to it. Um, yeah, thanks for writing in. Uh, thanks for actually emailing as well. Which is was there anything in Discord? No, no, no. All right. Uh, so yeah, that is that. That is the show for the most part. The um, yeah, you can uh, find the gap or the GA podcast on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, everywhere that you can find podcasts these days. Uh, please, if you've got a couple of seconds, just uh, rate and review the show. Helps other people find it. You can email us, the GA podcast at gmail.com, just like Paul, and uh, send us any questions if you'd like to. You can also find us on Discord, the GA podcast, the GA podcast.com slash Discord. Um, you can jump in and chat about all sorts of things on there or play some um, uh, some Battlefield with Job since he's not playing PUBG anymore. He's done. I think he uninstalled it, he said. I didn't know. He didn't. Okay. No. I haven't gotten that <laughs> <Yes>. far yet. <laughs> yet there's still time yes. um, you can also find us on uh, social media facebook.com slash GA podcast twitter.com slash GA podcast we've got a YouTube page which is the GA podcast.com slash YouTube uh, you can also go to our website which is the GA podcast.com it's got links to everything we just talked about uh, including past episodes of the show if you want to check them out uh, mm-hmm. and that website is uh, is run by our Patreon members if you want to help support this show you can go to patreon.com 
slash GA podcast. Thank you to everybody that becomes a Thank you so subscriber much. every month for that. And most recently, Matt S. has uh, become a Patreon member. Uh, so thank you to Matt for doing Thanks, that. Thanks, Matt. Yes. And um, yeah, so we, we actually did a, a spoiler cast for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, last week, which is which went up a little bit earlier for, for Patreon members. Um, but it's mm-hmm. gone up today uh, for our regular listens, listeners. Um, yeah, and it's something we'd like to do more of. So hopefully we can do that in the future like whether it's yep. video game related or movies or films uh, tv shows comic books i don't know like anything we can kind of talk about uh in depth and in detail uh, we'd love to start doing those again so that's all possible thanks to uh patreon members that help help do that um yep and that one was inspired by spec tv was uh yes uh which check out uh and yeah yeah um had a couple of minor issues with the the audio of that one hopefully it's turned out okay right um for for whatever reason nate's nate's recording that he sent to us came out of sync at some stage um or it was recorded at a different speed or something like that Uh, and so by the time we finished it was completely out of sync and i had to try and fix it up and it was right. a pain. Uh, I think I got most of it, but okay, it's uh, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. I, trying to f- I was like, did something happen at some stage, and maybe it just cut out for a moment, and that's all. We- but I maybe that's what happened, and it happened multiple times. But uh, yeah, right. it was a giant pain. Anyway, mm-hmm. we got there eventually. So if it does sound like it's we're talking over the over the top of each other, um, maybe we are. But for the most part, because like, we're dealing with latency over recording um so sometimes like we're not responding as quickly as what we would as if we were in live with each other yeah um because we wait for that to come back but when there's three people on there it's even harder and then you've got audio issues like this and it just becomes a huge nightmare trying but hopefully it's all sorted out uh that was a lot of fun i went for about three hours three hours 20 minutes talked about um the the new film the older films what we thought of that and then uh, went right into detail about what we thought of uh, the film in general. And spoilers, spoilers galore. So oh, yeah. if you have seen Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and you want to have a conversation about it, hear our thoughts and jump in and uh, have a listen. And then leave mm. your thoughts in maybe the um, the Discord. Jump into the movie channel. Let us know what you think. We'll check it out. So that was a lot of fun. Yep. I don't know. Did you enjoy it? I did. I had a yeah. I had a good time. That was a that was a fun chat. Yeah, delving deep into the uh, how Babu Frick <laughs> came to be was yep. extremely interesting. That's great. Yep. All right. Yep. Um, that is it. You can find me at social media such as twittercom Laurie. You're on there as well, Joby Jojo. Joby Jojo. Yes. Anything else you'd like to talk about before we wrap it up? Uh, no. That's it. That's about it. All right. We'll see you back. next week. Next week. See you later.